1: Hey, guys, and welcome to the Moms and Murder 15th episode. (laughs) Her hands are already flailing around. (laughs) I'm really excited about it. Um, As you guys probably know, I'm Mandy, and I have Melissa here with me, and we're just going to have a party. We're not. We are. (laughs) We're not.
0: That's not business at all. No, uh, we are excited. This is our 15th episode, which is not a real milestone. It's not, but it is to
1: us. we don't have a whole lot to live for, so when you, when you started with zero podcast episodes and now you have fifteen, it seems like kind of a big deal. So uh, we're gonna go with it. Yeah, and just make a thing out of it.
0: Basically, we wanted a week off from research, so we asked other people to do our research for us, and those suckers obliged. It worked out really well. It I have I have had a wonderful week. Should we also have a sweet sixteen episode? Like we can do one every year or every yeah every episode. We'll keep going. So thank uh, thank everyone who, thank you to everyone, excuse my words, (laughs) um, who participated with us. We really appreciate it. And we'll have a link to everybody's information in our show notes because we don't have a lot of show notes we have to do. This is a lot of fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, And so we wanted to tell you a couple quick things because this will be a longer episode. Um, This week, I'm recording on the Playlist podcast
1: I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I can't.
0: I'm already terrified, and it's going to be real weird with me being on there, but it should be fun. So Playlist is one of the Josh Hallmark mini podcasts. Many has. of his brain children. Yes. yes. This <laughs> is another brainchild of his. So that'll be fun. I'll let you guys know whenever that comes out. Mandy will be recording on that later this month, or early mm, next month. Right. And um, so we are excited that
1: people are allowing us to do things. Yeah, it's really a shock, honestly. But, Total dummies. I don't get it. <laughs> they're going to figure it out soon enough. So. Exactly.
0: And then uh, Mandy and I are both recording next week on with Not a Boring Soup podcast, and they are a TV, movie, everything kind of show. And we're going to be talking about the new Netflix series, Mindhunter, and that is going to be released on October 27th.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And I know um, a lot of the people that are in our uh, Facebook group, have mentioned that they have been watching mindhunter i guess everybody really has yeah i was the only one who was behind on it (laughs) yeah um so yes i did binge watch the entire thing already and i'm probably going to go through and watch it a second time because i'm sure there's some details and stuff that i didn't oh i missed a ton of stuff but yeah we're super
0: excited to talk about that yes so hope you guys will check that out facebook group mom's the word lots of you in there having fun, giffing it up. We're enjoying right. it. It's my favorite group on the internet and that's just how it is. Um, and then we mentioned that we would have a little Q and a at the end of our episode. So we'll have one first with Mandy and I with some listener questions that, um, pertain to the show and stuff. And then our little ones will be on there. Our oldest kids will be on it a little after that. Um, we've already recorded that and it was a total hot mess. Um, but answering some questions that you guys had for them, or they could ask us that were appropriate and not about murder. It does not disappoint, guys. Well, (laughs) as a parent, it disappointed quite a bit.
1: (laughs) I'm doing everything wrong. (laughs) So that will be at the end of this episode if you guys make it uh, to that point. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you don't throw in the towel. But um, we will put in the notes when that starts if you want to hear that or skip it or... Do whatever you want. It's your life. Right. Exactly. Be free. Exactly. So we are going to start tonight with um, Karen with Stat. Yes. Let's hear it from Karen with Stat. Here we go.
2: Hello, everybody. This is Karen Wickham from Stat, Shocking Traumas and Treatments. I was asked by the moms to talk about a true crime case that I find particularly interesting. And although I have... Many cases that I feel that way about, this one in particular, I want to talk about. The history of medicine is full of stories that will make your skin crawl. And this one is a true story. When I read about and research the treatments that have taken place in medical history, it makes me think, what sensible, insane human being would do this to another person? Who would even entertain the thoughts of performing such atrocities? Especially when people go to doctors for help, relief of pain and suffering, and maybe even a cure. The doctor I'm about to talk about was the true, incurable sicko. Dr. Henry Cotton, circa 1876 to 1933, was a psychiatrist. He was a director of Trenton State Hospital in New Jersey which was an insane asylum. He was convinced that all mental illnesses were caused by an infection somewhere in the body. The first place he would look would be in the mouth, at the teeth. If he felt that a tooth was infected, he would pull it out. His idea of what an infected tooth would look like, however, was of his own assessment and based not on reality. So he would just start pulling one tooth after another if the patient showed no signs of improvement he would take them all out after the teeth he'd work his way down tonsils then he'd move on to the sinuses that's kind of up but you get my point point. and then he would move on to their stomachs and their bladder spleen colon he'd take them all out he even operated on his two sons he removed all of their teeth as young boys so that they wouldn't go mad in the future. And then he even took out parts of their colon. Unfortunately, they both committed suicide later in life. An important thing to know here is that Dr. Cotton was not a surgeon. He had no training. The death rate was 33%. That's one third of all his patients died. I mean, you can only live so long without organs. But he claimed he cured 85% of his patients. I guess he considered death a cure. I will be doing a mini-series on Dr. Cotton in an upcoming episode. So if you wouldn't mind keeping your eyes out and your ears ready to learn more about this crazy MF. So thanks, Mom, for asking me to talk about one of my favorite cases. I hope that it made your skin crawl as well. (laughs) Once again, my name is Karen. I am the host of STAT, Shocking Traumas and Treatments, where sometimes it's the cure that kills you.
1: Wow, I cannot wait to hear more about Dr. Cotton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's a really cool story. Um, Honestly, I think that the cases that Karen covers in her podcast are all really cool. um, They're all from like a medical professional kind of point of view right and professional um,
0: something we have nothing right to do
1: with. <laughs> and uh karen of course is a retired uh, nurse so she has a lot of personal experience in that right in that field i hope not with any actual with dr cotton murders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um yeah i think the idea of a a trusted medical person turning on you and um you know doing
0: taking out teeth again with the teeth yeah no Leave i can't the teeth i can't alone. do that i can't do that i uh enjoyed that they said 33% of uh, his
1: patients died. I thought that right, was a low number. Right, and then however many 70-something were cured. Or yeah, yeah, 80% were like, cured. Yeah. I was like, what? That's not going
0: to add up there. But yeah, I was like, 33%? I think he did pretty good. I yeah, was actually yeah. for this. I'd kill everybody. It wouldn't work it off for me. Um, so Karen also has on her show something called The Suture Room, which is so fun. And That's like my favorite, one of my favorite parts of her show where she talks about her actual experience as a nurse in these crazy, like horrors of the er kind of thing so it's i always fun. love
1: that stuff it really fascinates yeah. me and even like the shows that you can watch on netflix like real or untold stories of the er or right. whatever um i get really sucked into those while i'm folding laundry and, yeah you know just all kinds of stuff i like the reenactments even though you know they're like fake 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 but yeah still, um yeah some of that's really crazy but yeah we love uh stat and karen she's so great and yeah. she has just been really awesome really came on the scene kind of not long after we did yeah um and she's just made a place for herself right along with everybody else so uh, we love her
0: (laughs) she's awesome so thank you so much for karen for doing that um up next we have color me dead the gory gals let's hear from the
1: gory gals
3: Hello, moms and murder listeners. Hello. Hello. We are the gory gals of Color Me Dead. Mm-hmm. We have Angel, Nikki, and me, Ember. And we were asked by these two lovely adult ladies <laughs> to have <laughs> us write a little, write, have us speak a little something. <laughs>
4: About our favorite, uh, oh, you know, you write it down and you speak
3: about it, (laughs) and we speak about it. Except for right now, we are not. We're flying solo.
4: There's, there's no help. Um, We are not pre-rehearsed, so enjoy yourselves.
3: (laughs) We were asked to talk about one of our favorite cases, or kind of a little bit about our show, but we just really first wanted to say thank you to you guys for asking us to do this, and we're happy that you are on episode 15
4: now. Congratulations! Yes,
3: congratulations. And our favorite episode that you've done.
4: I honestly, this is me, Angel. I'm going to say Bar Nun Casey Anthony. And I know that you guys will probably disagree with me because it was your first episodes, but it was well written. It was well researched. And the fact that you got all the way through it without calling her any inappropriate names sings songs to my heart because I couldn't do that.
5: No, I couldn't either. I loved that episode. And I loved the little tidbits about the job. Yeah, we have because she has no job. I mean me <laughs> yeah. laugh every single time. I oh yeah. It. They're funny. They they're the hell? clean. Where,
4: where was she getting money? She had no job. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> what I love most about moms and murder is that they're funny, they're clean, you know,
6: they're it's something that are responsible. Yeah. A responsible. Yes, a, a respons- a respons- a d-
7: responsible.
4: <laughs> Redult. <not> a, Redult. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, goodness. (laughs) For anybody that doesn't know, this is normal for our podcast. They're everything we are not because they... Mouthificate. Yeah, they can mouthificate (laughs) words. They can do things. They can talk like grown-ups. They dress like grown-ups. They wear sweaters.
4: Dude, I need one of those ladies to come to my house and teach me how to be an adult. Please do.
3: Please do. But if anybody wants to come and... Hang out with us on your off time. If you need that little bit of playing with the dark side, you can come hang out with us at Color Me Dead. We go deep into the dark side.
4: One of my favorite quotes ever comes from Batman. You ever dance with the devil mm-hmm. in the darkness of the moon? Mm-hmm. I don't even think that's the right quote.
3: You're like, that's I don't close even, One
4: of my favorite quotes.
3: I, don't know, favorite quotes. I don't know if that's I can't
2: right quote it right now.
4: <laughs> but you ever dance with the devil in the full moonlight? Yes. Yeah. There it is. I knew what it was. I always I ask that of all my it. prey. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but yeah, you can come and hang out with us if you want to listen to some of our newer stuff. Uh, episode 24 is when Nikki officially came on. Yes. Yes.
4: And what did we and do? And we're a little more rated R, just oh, so you guys oh, know. A little bit more.
5: We're very rated R, and we're disgusting, and we're not, like, grown up. <laughs> we go into those deep tales. <laughs> deep, deep tales. Woo!
4: so if you ever want the mad max version of true crime you can come find us on instagram facebook and twitter Mm -hmm. at color me dead podcast yep or color me dead pod yep and uh 24
3: and 25 we just wrapped up the chicago ripper crew Mm -hmm. so it was four dudes and a mustache and they went around and they snatched all kinds of women, and they did terrible, horrible things. And Even though they thought they were
4: noise men. With Noice. noise fans.
5: They were not noise. <laughs> they were not, not noise, noise men. They had the mustache. <laughs> the the mustache. mustache. Plus the mustache. there was stuff that was
3: a
4: little culty, man. <laughs> Listen, man. It was a touch culty.
5: <laughs> when things get culty, it's bad. It's bad. Bad news when we go culty. We should ask them
4: to do the cleaned up version. We should. They should do it. Of Chicago Ripper, because I want to hear oh. them do it.
5: I don't know how I could be a grown-up like that because there's so much stuff in that in that case that's not very grown-up. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. one, and
3: please tackle Chicago Rubber Crew and David Parker, right? Oh I my want gosh. to
4: hear. I, w- I, I would love for you to make words that are not Ma- offensive. Make proper doing, words. Make words with the Queen's English uh, <laughs> doing those cases where you don't.
3: I would love to hear their take on it, too. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah. yeah. So I think that would be fun. They have so, some
4: interesting, like, input for all their cases that I really enjoy. But Casey Anthony, and I, I'm, i like I said, I'm sure they'll disagree because I don't love our first episode. If I don't we could redo our, our first it. episode, I know I would love and to. And
5: my know. first episode is Chicago Ripper Crew. <laughs> so Which is some of my me. favorite. <laughs> no, no, I
4: no. I love Ripper Crew. Great. But... Um, no, the way that they did Casey Anthony and the jokes that they played back and forth—they have jokes, but they're a lot more clean.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, like when you watch a Disney cartoon, and then there's those subtle, like, like adult adult humor. humor. Yes. Yeah, but you dude, can't catch it. Those like, innuendos. Also, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. them. And, and we're like yeah. Deadpool. We are.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We are in your face. Yep. Inappropriate. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We make no apologies either, but we're glad that we have cool friends like Mandy and Melissa who will put up with our shenanigans. I am glad
4: that we have all of our podcast cousins, especially these guys. So I think it would be quite interesting to see them maybe for one of their future episodes to do a really heavy hitter Mm -hmm. and hit all the details. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm grown up. I'm like grown ups, unlike us. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Do stuff that, you know, your family could listen to and not be completely mortified by, unlike us.
5: <laughs> no, Mom, please don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, where we beg
3: people not to listen where to I, I lie to my grandma it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I say things that you don't want to hear me saying, so Ooh, please don't listen. Didn't. Family get togethers are already awkward enough. Right. If you have that little bit of dark part in your soul and you want to check us out, you're more than welcome to
4: at but, the Color Me Dead podcast.
3: Yes, but we hope that Moms and Murder stays around forever. I think it's the, it is cousins. it is the
4: version of true crime I would recommend to my grandmother. Yeah, yes,
5: absolutely. And my and, mom, mm-hmm. she loves true crime, but yeah. I don't want her to hear me say those words, so she can listen to them.
3: Maybe we should stop saying them. No, never.
5: <laughs> Why do
3: <laughs> like you lie yourself like that? Do you know how much that would? I would have to edit. I would have to edit. Like so that much. will ever happen? Right. Anyways. Wait. We hope you all the best, and we hope that you guys have a great fifteenth episode. They're doing Q and As too on Yay. there, so I'm excited to listen oh, to it. Donuts!
5: Yeah. So excited!
3: And this is lots of love from Angel, Nikki, and Amba. the gory gals of Color Me Dead. Yes. Don't forget to always wear your sweater and, and stay, stay down out of chalk lines. lines.
0: Goodbye. 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 Thank you, guys. That's uh, Nikki, Ember, and Angel Angel with uh, Color Me Dead. Um, And we really are lovely adult ladies. We are. We We really are. We will take that and we will run with it. And no, we will not help you dress yourselves because we can barely do it
1: ourselves. (laughs) We can't help others. I mean, honestly... Take my word for it. Nobody really wants to wear sweaters all the time. That's just Melissa's thing.
0: (laughs) Well, they live in a colder area. They live in Utah, so I think they could get away with it. You're right. Sweaters, yeah. Could, yeah. So get a sweater. Any sweater. That's what I say. Just get them all. And um, you guys talked about the Chicago Ripper, and that is a case that would be something that would be interesting for us to cover. Yeah, we'll have to consider that. We will definitely put that in our little box that we will forget about and we will panic over what (laughs) our next case is and forget about it. But we will try. We will try. So thank you guys very much for um, submitting something for us and being our little pod friends and all of our little Twitter back and forths and only kind of making fun of me for hating everything pumpkin. So I appreciate that.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So thank you, ladies. Um, And up next, we have Roseanne with California Dreaming, one of my faves.
8: Hi, this is Roseanne from the California Dreaming podcast. I'd like to first say thank you so much to moms, Mandy and Melissa, for inviting me to do their work for them. Just kidding. So... The moms asked me to talk to you guys for a few minutes about a favorite case of mine. It's kind of weird having a favorite tragedy, and it's likely been talked about ad nauseum, and I actually didn't really have one that jumped out at me right away, so I put it to my husband. I asked him, since he's known me, which has been more than 12 years now, which true crime case have I obsessed over the most? Without a moment's hesitation, he said, Casey Anthony, which is kind of funny as this was the first case I ever heard on Moms and Murder. So, Casey Anthony it is, the most hated, despised mom in Florida, right moms? Well, at least for now. I know that I do not need to go into all the details about that woman. I'm certain most of us have already formed our opinions and our theories and most of that amounts to Casey Anthony is full of it. She could tell me that the earth is round, and I'd call her a liar, and I'm not a flat earther. Sometimes my frustration sways from her parents and back to her again and back to her parents. I can't help but think something went terribly wrong between her and her family for her to tell such outrageous lies with the greatest of ease in the face of police Mounting pressure and overwhelming suspicion, she stood fast, she stood her ground, and she rode her lies all the way to a not guilty verdict. Everyone lied for this woman, her family, her attorneys, everyone. When all anyone ever wanted to know was the truth. Sadly, I don't think we're ever going to know, even as of late, Casey Anthony is still playing the I don't know card. She knows. I'm convinced she knows. And the sad thing is, that truth might not be as bad as we all might think it is. Yes, little Kaylee is gone. Nothing is going to change that. But there is something about the story where... I began to wonder if Casey really didn't mean for all of this to happen. I've had some arguments about this with my mother-in-law, but at some point following Casey Anthony's acquittal on the murder charge, I think maybe I was looking for some way to somehow be at peace with that. I mean, I so loathe this woman, just like pretty much the rest of the world, but... She was found not guilty, and she was going to walk, and Kaylee was still going to be dead, with no one ever to be held accountable for it, likely forever. So, I started trying to rationalize it. Maybe it was an accident, you know? They really couldn't tell how Kaylee died, right? I mean, Dr. G, the medical examiner, ruled her death a homicide based on evidence found with the remains, namely the duct tape attached to her skull. And that's a difficult piece of evidence to want to look past. I mean, she said it. There's no reason for duct tape to be present on a person's face unless it's something nefarious. Casey Anthony has a lot of things. She's a liar. She's a thief. She's a manipulator. She's selfish. She's narcissistic. But... Does that mean she set out that day to kill her daughter? I can't really say that I believe that. Maybe I don't want to believe that. I mean, by all accounts, Casey was apparently a quote-unquote good mom, supposedly up until the point she lost her kid and paid no mind to the fact that she was missing for 31 days. But hey, we all handle stuff differently, right? Maybe Casey, the good mom was the facade that her family, namely her parents, namely her mother, held in place for the sake of appearances. But I never really heard anything about Casey not wanting or caring for Kaylee. If I did, it might have been what was inferred knowing what we know about Casey's actions in the days and weeks following Kaylee's disappearance. With all of that aside, in the moment that Kaylee died, I mostly believe her mom was there, she knew about it, she had a hand in it, and she covered it up and hid her body where it was later found, but I kind of think something happened accidentally. Before the trial happened, I speculated to myself that maybe Casey left Kaylee in the car too long and she died in the heat of a Florida summer day, that Casey panicked, wrapped her up and hid her body. And after the trial and the BS that her attorney spewed out about Casey's dad being complicit in covering up Kaylee's death after she accidentally drowned in the family pool, I started to think that maybe there was some truth behind the accident theory, but it wasn't the hot car death, that it was a pool death, that it was on Casey's watch. She panicked and hid what had happened for as long as she could. I think Casey spent those 31 days doing as much partying as she possibly could knowing she was going to eventually be caught but she was living in the moment and wasn't thinking about the long-term consequences of what she was doing. I think she was able to completely shut off any feelings of guilt or remorse because in her own mind, Kaylee's death was an accident. It wasn't her fault and it wasn't going to stop her from living her life the way she wanted to. I think Casey spent her entire life living under the thumb of her parents, who struck me as being very controlling, and that Kaylee was her sort of bargaining chip that she used to deflect their attention away from her and onto Kaylee, whom they adored very much. Her parents likely let up on trying to control Casey as much as they had been so they would be able to see their granddaughter more often. So once Kaylee was gone... Casey decided to cut loose and ride it out as long as she could. As for the duct tape, as I said, I think there's some truth to the drowning story that Casey's attorney offered up in court. I think she drowned, and when Casey realized it, she pulled Kaylee from the pool, saw that she was dead or close to dead, and started to conceal what happened, and I think that it's likely Kaylee vomited at some point. And to avoid that from happening again... Casey covered her face with duct tape, wrapped her up, borrowed the shovel, and buried Kaylee in a place where she was eventually discovered. I believe the state of Florida levied charges against Casey Anthony that they could not prove. The first-degree murder charges didn't stick because there simply wasn't enough evidence. Prosecutors went for the death penalty, and I'm pretty sure lots of people watching the trial would have loved to see Casey on death row today. But as much as I can't stand the woman... I can't say that I believe her actions truly rose to the levels of first-degree murder. And it's unfortunate that there weren't any other charges the jury could have considered that might have been a better fit for the crime, because Casey Anthony is most certainly not innocent. There's a half dozen things that she did that could have sent her to prison for decades, but it was not to be. All we can do is hope Casey just goes away and stays away. I'd be happy if I never saw her face again. She's just not worth thinking about anymore. As no amount of Casey hate is ever going to bring Kaylee Marie back. Thank you again, moms, so much for having me be a part of your show. And until next time, sweet dreams.
1: Okay, first of all, I just want to say Roseanne's... Buttery voice is something I, I can seriously listen to for hours and hours and hours. I absolutely love Roseanne and the California Dreaming Podcast. Tell I me
0: every terrible thing that's ever happened right. with
1: her voice. I will listen to anything yeah. if she just speaks it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, secondly, I just want to say I just had a total mind blown moment yeah. um, with the theory of hot car death. That is something that I never considered no. um, out of all of the different theories that i have entertained over the years of living here and then especially when we researched this case um and that's just not one that i really ever thought of so yeah. that it was, was really dead summer it would all add uh, up it would it would and it happens all the time here mm-hmm. and it would make sense um that she would really want to cover that up because yeah. it's not something it's negligence that, it's negligence right and it's there, and, there and and are you know better
0: I know, but there are accidents. There I will are. always think. I know, but there. I just cannot imagine being that person. You know, right. whenever you've been overwhelmed, exhausted, everything. I don't have sleeping babies. My babies never slept, so right. for <laughs> me, they would have been screaming, and I would have never gotten it. But I can't imagine that. But also, I still, if we're going down that theory, thank you, Roseanne, for firing us up about this. If you're going down that theory, I still think there was Xanax involved, and she there was something them, put her to sleep. She did something, came back, and she had died.
1: So I don't know. I, I just feel like it doesn't still explain the duct tape. Yeah. But, um, you know, then Roseanne did mention that duct tape yeah. could have been to kind of stop like a vomiting thing, maybe if she had drowned in the pool or something. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess. We'll never know. We'll never know. But um, I really, really enjoyed that, Roseanne. That was a really good, I liked your take on it. And, um, of course, just the way that you tell it just... Well, um, I liked it you could it until, say anything. <laughs> yeah, until
0: she said that the, that Casey Anthony was currently the most despised mom in America or in Florida. Yet. Yet as if we could be next, Mandy. Did you catch that? <laughs>
1: I Don't think she was talking about us. No, surely not, right? Surely not us. us.
0: I put in my notes, so help me, Roseanne.
1: So so
0: thank you so much. And she's been so kind to us. Yes. All these people have been much nicer than they
1: should have been. If they weren't, they wouldn't be a part of the show. Yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Or we got suckered into
5: it.
0: But yeah, so we appreciate it. Check out her podcast, lots of great stories from the Golden State. Yes. So um, up next, we have one of our favorites which we keep saying, is this adulting?
9: Hey, moms and murder listeners, this is your best friend, Steven. And this is your best friend, Chris. I'm already scared. <laughs> and we are from the Is This Adulting podcast. Uh, Chris Chris doesn't do this true crime thing, everyone. Um, nope, I do so not, Chris, is I'm a little, baby. He's a little scared. He's a little scared. Um, so, Chris, I'm, I haven't actually told him what we're going to talk about yet, because... Um, Which really helps with the anxiety I'm having right now. (laughs) Right. And so this is really going to just do a number on him. But Melissa and Mandy asked us to come on and just kind of tell a little story about a true crime story we found interesting. And so I want to tell you all about a murder that took place in my hometown uh, where I grew up in right outside Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Which really helps since that's where I currently live. (laughs) It is where you currently live um so chris do you know about the clemens demon house good god <laughs> i was hoping it would be something much more simple like people were being mean to each other and then they died nope i don't know anything about this and i nope. really wish i didn't it's the clemens demon house um and so well, in winston-salem is wake forest and they're the demon deacon so please tell me it has something to do with that sure it does it also has <laughs> to do with the man and woman who lived there one of whom named himself legally pazuzu after the demon from the exorcist um great sure yeah good so start. it's gonna solid it's, it's, start we're off to a good start so in october of 2014 um they discovered this house in clemens and they, they got details from... They arrested two people. Um, I'm real organized, as you can tell. So they arrested these two individuals, Pazuzu Algorad and Amber Birch. And so they were arrested on October 5th and charged with murder and the burial of two men at their Clemens home. And so, according to a friend of theirs, um, Birch, who was Algorad's girlfriend, claimed that he got a high from eating the still-beating heart of sacrificial animals... Ooh, no, no, no. Yeah, and bragged openly about having killed two sex workers. Oh, And so, yeah, so this friend had visited the home in 2009 where the couple lived, which was literally two houses down from one of my friends from high school, so that's terrifying. Whoa. And, yeah, they were charged uh, with the murder in connection with the deaths of two men whose remains were found in the couple's backyard. And so... Like buried? Yes, these remains were found uh, buried in the backyard. They got a tip and they just went looking and they did it. And so according to this article, as the front loader scooped up tires, lawnmowers and other debris from the couple's yard, uh, Birch's friend thought or told (laughs) told about conditions inside the house uh, that they were so bad that she might vomit. And so according to what they discovered in this house, because that's where it really gets weird. And there are videos on the Internet of you know you can go and find it it oh reeked, don't worry i won't be <laughs> yeah, yeah you may not want to it i want to go watch of, puppy videos instead <laughs> i'll just say bodily fluids of all the time so, so, so your classic ones the poo-poos yes. the pee-pees yes, yes. the bomb bombs exactly all um all of those the that's pus-pus. what it smelled like yeah. it was kind of collapsing in on itself when they got inside um there were all kinds of drugs and syringes and alcohol everywhere um At one point, one of the friends said when they were at the house, they had uh, seen Pazuzu peeing in the corner. Uh, So they just used this house. Say that four times fast. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Uh, (laughs) Sorry. They were experimenting with different drugs, and according to Pazuzu, hey, it's a party. It was all he would ever say. Um, The friend said that she had woken up numerous times with Pazuzu over her, trying to harass her and assault her. And so this was just this terrible human being and his girlfriend who committed ritual sacrifice. They found a room covered in pentagrams. And and that's not to say that people who uh, practice Satanism and who practice paganism and stuff are are bad people and that they all do this. Not in any way. Um, It's just these two individuals who were kind of then later reported to be local terrorists and to have wanted to carry out terrorist plots in the city. And I'm not sure who these two men were. It was never really much that was, uh, or there was never really much that was released, but there was a lot of ritual sacrifice, but they said he never mentioned human sacrifice, but they would sacrifice small animals or small rabbits. And then he would bathe in or drink their blood. Ugh. yeah. And so they later found this, uh, these two men in their backyard just the remains they got a tip of these two missing men and they found the remains in the backyard and dug it up and i remember when that happened because i was just shocked because i was like this is this is the town i grew up in like i was not expecting this and uh then they ended up charging him with killing one of the men and his girlfriend amber birch with killing the other man um they somehow figured that out i'm not honestly sure This is just me shooting off the cuff. I'm not really, I don't have a lot of factual, like, the actual, like, reports and stuff to back it. I didn't do much research. This is just what I remember. Uh, And then, oddly enough, uh, five years after, so it wasn't 2014. It was 2014 when that story came out from the friend. It was 2009 when they found the bodies. uh, So we would have been right smack dab in college. And oddly enough, in 2014, he killed himself, himself southern sorry uh he killed himself the day before he was due in district court in prison and so i'm not sure exactly how that went down but this was about a year um after they identified and charged him initially with first degree murder and it's just this terrible horrible scary thing um that happened in my hometown it's it's real weird yeah And i mean like I said, I live there now. <laughs> so that that really makes me feel good, y'all. I think I'm going to go and just try and not think about that for a little bit. Eat some ice cream to eat away my fears right now. Yeah, plus you haven't eaten dinner, so you may need to go eat that ice cream anyway. Uh, yes, I mean, that's that's the case. So uh, Anyway, well... So to all you wonderful moms and murder listeners out there, keep on listening because they are, they are wonderful ladies. And sorry for the weird story I told and the lack of factual evidence I have. If you've ever heard of our show, Is This Adulting? This is pretty much par for the course. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, not so much peeing in the corner necessarily. but um, We don't do that often, no. No, 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 no. That's, that's only on special occasions. Anyway. Nobody lets baby pee pee in the corner. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, God. On that note, uh, we're going to take off. So have a good week. Bye.
0: Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home?
1: Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply.
0: It's been a while since I've had a baby of my own, and some days I miss it so much. The baby cuddles and baby smiles, but when it comes to diaper rashes, not so much. I remember the first time my oldest had a diaper rash, I was really devastated.
1: Pull-Up Skin Essentials has got your big kid covered, too, with a training pant that's ultra-soft and breathable to help protect sensitive skin throughout potty training. Whether you're a first-time parent or a seasoned pro, make it easy on yourself and your baby with Huggies. Learn more at Huggies.com. Once again, head to Huggies.com to learn more.
0: Poor, poor Chris. I felt so bad for Chris. (laughs) I know. I don't know how we did that to him. I feel terrible. Chris, I'm with you. I don't want to hear about a demon house. No, thank you. That's... Mm-mm. I won't go to and Especially not, not in my like
1: neighborhood. No. no. I don't want to hear
0: that it could have existed 4,000 years ago. I can't handle that. That's not okay for me. So um, poor Chris. Thank you, Stephen, for ruining Chris's night. Yes. <laughs> Mandy loved this story. You did a great job telling the story. And I know true crime is not what you guys do on your show. So we really thank you for taking that leap with us. And I totally appreciated Chris with his um pee <laughs> Hold on. His, uh, pee-pee, his, whatever he said, his classic pee-pee, poo-poo, vom-vom, puss-puss. <laughs> Did I miss that part? I missed that! I must have! It was so great when he was sharing, yeah, he was saying all the things that were in that room, and he, he made it really G for us, um,
1: <laughs> that. What are oh your thoughts, goodness. Mandy? Uh, well, yes, I felt bad for Chris, and then, of course, um, I thought the story was really creepy, and yeah. then, of course, I just can't really handle, like, the... Eating of organs no. or like drinking of blood no. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not really my thing. But, really? It's but not. I thought that this um was honestly exactly what we expected from you guys. So I thought it was perfect. And I didn't um, think you guys great.
0: were coming with blood drinking people. So I'm sorry, Mandy's <laughs> offending you like that. I'm, I'm not trying to be <laughs> no. offensive. No. Sorry. And so you guys, we love your show. Stacy from our Facebook group told me about it, and I've been super obsessed and um so if you guys haven't checked out is this adulting you absolutely have to they have lots of fun games mental health checkups um they just do such a great job
1: right i mean just based on the name alone like yeah how many times do you ask yourself that daily yeah is this adulting i know i do it all the time yeah (laughs) i mean is this adulting right the answer is always no.
6: (laughs) (laughs) we're always
0: doing it wrong so thank you for taking that off of your thing so We appreciate you guys so much. Um, Thanks for being a part of our show. And up next, we have... Oh, great. I don't want to say it. Guilty. Guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go.
10: Hi, my name is Colin, and I'm the host of the Guilty Podcast. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Charles Whitman. Charles Whitman was our most recent episode, and he's a fascinating individual. While he's a killer you might actually find that you sympathize a little with him. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in a minute. But let's start with his childhood. When he was a child, his father was extremely strict and abusive. However, despite fighting with his father constantly, Whitman became the youngest Eagle Scout in American history. He had a very close relationship with his mom, and aside from his father, he had a decent childhood. On his 18th birthday, he came home drunk, and his father almost drowned him in their pool in the backyard. This led to Whitman joining the Marines just to get away from his dad. But in the Marines, Whitman found a way to separate himself from everyone else in a positive way. He became an exemplary Marine. He was an excellent shot. He was a supportive soldier. He was well-respected by his fellow Marines and his superiors. He was so intelligent, having an IQ of around 138, that the Marines actually decided to grant him a scholarship to study engineering at the University of Texas. Once he got to the University of Texas, he met an extremely intelligent and beautiful woman that would eventually become his wife. This should have been the American dream. The Eagle Scout, the small town girl, but in fact it was the beginning of a nightmare. While in college, Whitman would begin abusing alcohol and drugs, but that wasn't enough. He also enjoyed gambling. He gambled enough that he ran into some rough people, and once he was in debt, they wanted their money. A few times this escalated to violence. While no one was ever killed, this would be the beginning of the end for Whitman. Fast forward. Whitman decides he's going to take his anger out on society. He brutally murders his mother. He then murders his wife. After he murders them, he loads a footlocker with various supplies, including water, rope, duct tape, guns, ammunition, and various other supplies. He takes this footlocker, puts it in his car, along with all of his guns, and he drives down to the University of Texas. He hikes the footlocker up 27 floors of the Texas Tower. He places guns on every side of the tower. He then barricades the door, loads his weapons, ties a white bandana around his head to stop sweat from getting in his eyes, and he begins firing from all sides of the tower. This 96-minute ordeal would take the lives of 18 innocent people and wound 31 others. How did someone who was the youngest Eagle Scout in American history and a model soldier turn into a cold-blooded killer. Check out our episode on Charles Whitman. Part one, I'm going to tell you the details about this gruesome case. And part two, we're going to have our licensed professional counselor, David, come on, and we're going to discuss some of the issues surrounding this case, some of the criminal psychology. One interesting thing about Whitman, after he died, they did an autopsy at his behest. They found a tumor on his brain that could have played a role, but did it. Tune in and find out. Thank you.
0: Mandy, thoughts on this one?
1: Who invited this guy? (laughs) Mine was
0: just next.
1: (laughs) Zero comment. No. No, we're just kidding. Um, we love the guilty podcast, and uh, we just had a really good experience getting to know Colin and his lovely lady Jen, who is much better than him.
11: Yeah.
1: Um, But now they're great. (laughs) Yeah, they're great. And um the podcast is really cool, actually. If you guys are not listening to Guilty, you really should give it a listen. Um, they have Colin, who I think of course, he already mentioned, right, in the thing that he was a lawyer and then David is Recent law the school licensed graduate. professional counselor. <laughs> um, so that's kind of a cool, different thing yeah. that you, you know, it's a, it's a neat um, angle for a podcast, I think. So for I sure. really enjoy it and I look forward to the episodes. My only complaint is that they don't release them frequently enough.
0: Whoa, um, Mandy's <laughs> coming in hot. Um, no, I liked what you said, Colin. Ugh, I hate to admit that. I liked what you talked about um, that you kind of sympathize with this guy because I do think. you're not a mom, but as a mom, I feel like we look at these cases a little bit like that. Like whenever you hear something's happened, you want to know why. Everybody wants to know why. And sometimes there's a reason and this tumor could be the reason. And sometimes I think people, the way they grow up is really rough. It's nurture and nature. And then sometimes I think people have hate in their heart and that's, that's like as far as we'll ever know with it. So I like that you guys come at these episodes with the two different angles, the legal side and the mental health side so you're doing a great service blah 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 whatever yeah listen if you (laughs) want moving on no if we had to give them a certain number of thumbs up i would give them like a solid like half a thumb (laughs) like a nub (laughs) i give you a nub up no two thumbs up we love the guilty podcast we don't want to turn people off of them but
1: no as a
0: human yes Yes. (laughs) yeah
1: we're just joking around just kidding all right
0: next up we have ck with mirth and monsters. Hello.
11: This is CK from Mirths and Monsters. My choice a true crime for Moms and Murders is the case of Saint George and his slaying of the dragon. Let's take you back to a time long ago. Good afternoon, I am Brian O'Drainpipe. When you join me outside the High Court, where we are awaiting the beginning of the court case of St. George, 28, on the slaying charge of Randolph the Dragon, 104. This case has caused a lot of controversy. Not only is it the first time a saint has been taken to court for his actions, but it's the first time that a dragon has been seen as an intelligent and sentient being in the eyes of the law. Not only that, but actually being a being. The family of the dragon had had enough with the idea that saints were having it all their own way and never taken to task for the terror that they wrought across the land. I have with me Wilhelmina Dragon, mother of Randolph, the dragon who was slain by St. George in the village of Cillin in Libya. Mrs. Dragon have you any comments at this time thank you Brian for too long saints have been acting with wanton destruction using their so called diplomatic powers to create havoc and chaos tearing the hearts of our families with no regard for the aftermath of their callous behaviour I knew that I had to do something I know that Randolph wasn't perfect But he was just a simple dragon with simple tastes. Mainly sheep. He didn't ask to be fed the children of the town. They did that. They had a lottery. How vicious! I just hope that the jury will see sense and come to the right decision. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Dragon. Back to Kenneth in the studio. This is Kenneth McGonagall. To bring you up to speed, St George has been crisscrossing the globe being saintly, but it seems that the tide has changed. Ever since the family of Randolph decided to reveal themselves, and it was found that dragons and other mythological creatures are in fact real, and not just tropes used in Tales of Life lessons... Saints like George are now being seen more like bullies than heroes. The saints' claims were never really seen as true, but when St George took a chained Randolph into the town square of Cillin and demanded that the citizens converted to Christianity before slaying the dragon, it was the beginning of the end for George and others like him. Other creatures came out in support, and it was after a few months that George was taken into custody. We shall now hear some clips from the interrogation of Saint George. This is Inspector Harry Beauregard interviewing George Saint, in relation of the crime of dragonicide against one Randolph Dragon. George Saint has turned down any legal representation, stating and i quote that he is doing god's work and god doesn't make personal appearances for the likes of you why am i still in this place all i did was slay a dragon heroically by the way and convert some backward villages to christianity the thing is your sainthood you took the life of a dragon and that is in fact a crime. The dragon had lived peacefully in the lake and was being fed sheep and then townsfolk, and then you came along and killed him in a very public and exceptionally brutal fashion. Well, yeah, it's what I do. If there's nothing else, I shall be going. Sit yourself back down, sunshine. You are going nowhere. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, the case begins in a few hours. But even before it does, it looks like George will be the example that will be set for future saintly types to think before they slaughter. This is Kenneth McGonagall for Channel 6 News. Till next time. Keep your nose clean.
1: So before I even comment on that amazing story, I just want to say, is this not the coolest thing ever? I know.
0: <laughs> I know. This, I don't, everything he does on his show. Did you guys hear all the sound effects and I, the different I voices? I can't.
1: I mean, you are completely immersed in the story. And right? then not to mention the amazing accent, of course, just really... Yeah tops off everything. It's like the icing on the cake. Um, so, yeah, I just absolutely love it. And, yeah.
0: Of course, for the record, I hate all things dragon, mythological, everything like that. See, That's, I lo- I don't. I love it. it. I, I love hate it. I it so much. Game of Thrones, get me out of here. But I love myths and Monsters. Point being, it's for everybody. And it's so well done. And Finn, the dog Finn, is on there. It's adorable. Oh, I know. Yeah. So we cannot... Recommend you listen to CK anymore. And he's a wonderful human being and just a lovely, a lovely person.
1: Yes. And as I, the accent, I just love it so much. The
0: accent. So you have a sold there. After that, I mean, everyone's going to be listening. Up next, we have Javier with Pretend Radio.
12: No doubt about it, comedian Mike Smith has faced some tough crowds. You know, like the time he went on Kansas City Live. And the reporter asked him what career he would be doing if it weren't for stand-up comedy. He said, I have no idea, bro. I'd probably be selling drugs. (laughs) Could you believe... (laughs) I mean, you should have seen the look on that reporter's face. I mean, it was hysterical. He He was attempting to sell drugs on live television. Oh, oh, and it gets better. He told the audience where to find him on Twitter. That guy. Mike Smith? Says he toured the country, opening for comedians like Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, Larry the Cable Guy. He even says he appeared on BET. I couldn't find any of his performances, so I'll just take his word for it. But Mike Smith is about to face the toughest crowd of his whole career. A 12-person jury in Kansas City, Kansas. You see, Mike shot and killed a man named Anthony Schuster in his own apartment. A woman outside of the apartment complex heard a gunshot and saw Mike leaving the scene. So he saw her and shot her. Luckily the bullet just grazed her. She ran behind a car and called the police. When the coast was clear she returned to the apartment and found Anthony Schuster dead. With her three-month-old granddaughter still in the room. Why did he shoot these people? I guess we'll have to find out when he goes to court. This wasn't Mike's first run in with the law. In fact, he has a long rap sheet. He made a living selling drugs and has been arrested several times for aggravated robbery or robbing dope boys, like he calls it. He said he turned to comedy as a way to turn his life around. The day after the shooting, Mike Smith turned himself in and was charged with first degree murder along with attempted first-degree murder for shooting the woman, and aggravated endangerment of a child. So, here's a few jokes for Mike to tell in prison. What do prisoners use to call each other? Cell phones. Okay, 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 I got another one, I got another one. All right. What do you call it when a prisoner takes his own mugshot? Oh, come on, a selfie. You know, drug dealers are always late. If your drug dealer's on time, it's probably the police. All right, I'll be here all week. Thank you, guys. This is Javier Leva with Pretend Radio.
0: Thank you so much, Javier. We loved your story. And I love all things comedian, comedy.
1: I mean, murder-y, e, I guess.
0: <laughs> it was a great
1: story. It was quite a story. Yeah. I, I'm still digesting. Not sure what to think about yeah, that I, story. I'm I, with uh, you. I listened to it a couple of times and I was like, no way. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no way. Um, yeah, I thought it was... Very interesting. It interesting is. choice.
0: And obviously production value for his show is like off the charts. Top notch. Yeah. Like right. just turn us off and right. stop what you're doing and go listen to pretend radio. Honestly, but the
1: story could be terrible and it's still gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: But we met, is that the right word? Met whenever you communicate with somebody online. We met, Javier?
1: I guess you're going to say no. met. I don't know. Isn't that weird? I don't Met-ish. know what you say. No. Um, we met online. Yeah, don't say
0: that. Um, <laughs> no, he, like, commented on something we had going on about the Todd Kohlhepp episode. Uh-huh. He said, oh, I did one too. And I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And then I thought, oh my gosh, Mandy, let's quit now because <laughs> right.
1: we can't do that. Right. Yeah, he did it so much better. Yeah, he so. did an
0: amazing job. And different strokes for different folks, blah, blah, blah. I know all that. But – You have to check out Pretend Radio. Yes. he's gearing up for his second season, and we're getting a little bit of an inside look every once in a while. He tells us some things he's working on, and so we feel like we're... Super special. Super special. (laughs) We are super special. Um, No, but... Uh. Yeah. (laughs) But we really appreciate it, and he's been so supportive of us, and so we thank you so much for taking the time to do this for our little show. And a friend of Javier's, well, somebody who we also met through Javier. This is... (laughs) gotten way too we've never
1: actually met any of these
0: people are you people real <laughs> we don't even know I don't know anymore so um up next we have TJ with pints and puzzles and this is not a true
1: crime podcast right he will tell you that <laughs> in his own thing <laughs> fine so get um, it let's go with TJ
13: what's the podcast Play me a podcast
14: Hey there, Moms and Murders fans, it's TJ from the Pints and Puzzles podcast.
13: you missed me to my dad.
14: Thanks for inviting me on your show. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Alright, I won't do that anymore.
13: show's the
14: best. Okay, so true crime isn't my forte, but the subject of this weird story began and ended his journey in a jail cell, so we'll call that close enough. All right, let's take a quick glance behind the tinfoil curtain, as it were. 21-year-old Don Decker was doing a 4-12 to month jail sentence in the town of Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, which is in the northeastern part of the state. He was given a weekend pass to attend his grandfather's funeral in February of 1983. This grandfather, as it turned out, was extremely abusive to Don when he was little, so he was seemingly more relieved than saddened by the passing. Nonetheless, this weekend was the beginning of what was, at the minimum, some strange coincidences and, some would say, something significantly more sinister. Don was staying with friends when he started to feel strange and went into a trance-like state. This escalated to scratches on his arms and, sure enough, water on the walls and floor of the room he was in. The friends, landlord, and eventually even the police, could find no rational explanation for the events. So, no burst pipes, no water issues, nothing along those lines. Whatever the cause, everybody involved was significantly scared, and the officers involved even asked Don and his friends to go get a pizza while they figured this mess out. This is where another layer of strangeness was added to the story. Not only did the water stop at the house when Don left, It seemed to follow him as the water started dripping from the ceiling at the pizza place that they were at. This freaked everyone out so much that the owner of the restaurant brought a crucifix over and pressed it against Don. According to those present, the crucifix seemed to burn Don, which quickly snapped him out of his state. After the return of both Don and the rain to the house, the landlord started to accuse Don of his friends of constructing an elaborate hoax. Well, After much back and forth, Don suddenly was picked up and thrown across the room by an unseen force. This apparent levitation was repeated the next day when a group of intrigued policemen gave Don a gold cross to hold on to. I know what some of you may be thinking at this point. (laughs) Don't worry, we'll get there. It's coming. Upon returning to jail after his weekend... Don Decker started wondering if he had some sort of control over what was now referred to as the rain. Soon enough, reports started to surface of water going across the room, up the walls of his cell, and even randomly on the shift supervisor's shirt, say that five times fast, after a dare from the more skeptical guards at the prison. As with most people initially hearing this story, Reverend Blackburn initially thought the whole thing was nothing more than a creative story. When he confronted Decker, though, the room was suddenly filled with a horrific smell and then the rain started up again. So we have creation of random water, random levitation, burns from crosses and crucifixes, and now a foul smell. So yeah, I think we have all the boxes checked now, folks. After performing rituals to rid Don of this evil spirit, a, quote, sudden peace came over Don and, bam, he seemed to be cured. So... Was this a true case of demonic possession, extreme emotion brought on from the passing of an abusive relative, leaky pipes, or just a creative prank? There were some extremely credible witnesses to the event, but there was no photographs taken of any of this strangeness, so I don't know what happened. But it does make for a creepy story. Oh, by the way, later on in life, Don Decker would actually be charged with arson from a building fire. So I thought that was a little ironic twist on the events. A special thanks to the Not Alone podcast for the topic idea. And of course, the wonderfully talented duo of Melissa and Mandy for having me on to share this weird story with you. If you enjoy these types of stories and diving into the strange and mysterious parts of life and some craft beer talk, you can find Pints and Puzzles over at audioboom.com or your podcast app of choice. Have a great night, everyone.
0: How adorable
1: is TJ's little kid? So adorable. So
0: cute. I so love that cute. so much. I
1: do, too. That little voice is so sweet.
0: I know. Very concerning that he was opening, I assume, all those beers for you? Was
1: I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that sounded like quite a few.
0: He <laughs> was a busy little dude. Um, so we wanted to uh, thank you again for joining us, TJ. And TJ's show is we promoted it last week and I did a terrible job. He said it was a mix of, <laughs> I say that we did a terrible job promoting it, but a mix of like unsolved mysteries and other strange stories and this would be another one and it freaked me out and it was hard for me to hear that entire story, to be totally honest with you yeah, I'm a big old scaredy
1: cat. Yeah, yeah, me too. You're
0: <laughs> a scaredy cat anywhere. <laughs> I am, but... You are. But not much.
1: I can, I can deal with like human murderers. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> this weird stuff is very difficult. But yes. his show is awesome and very cool and well done. And of course, these people can produce stuff much better than we can.
1: Right. I don't, just... I don't know why any of them associate with us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Honestly, you'll do better on your own. But you guys have to check out his podcast. And TJ's great. And like, I don't even know. I call him the hype man. Of podcasts because he's always promoting other shows, which is so cool. And the hype man, yeah, the <laughs> hype man. So, uh, like our own Flavor Flav. so, you um, <laughs> thanks, flavor So, Thank you so much. um Thanks for doing that for us. Next up is Lainey with True Crime Fan Club, who sent us this clip and literally put on it "Moms and Mary." I'm sorry, "Moms and Murder Charity." Thanks, Lainey. <laughs> <laughs> because she said that she could write this off as a charity expense. For she probably helping can. Us, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. We'll take all the charity we can get. So here goes Lainey.
15: Hey, guys. It's Lainey, host of the True Crime Fan Club podcast. The case that most interests me is one on Stephanie Roof. It was 1 a.m. on September 3rd, 2016, when 46-year-old Stephanie Roof parked her SUV in the driveway of her home. She had just finished a conversation with her eldest daughter, Trisha, and was tired from her shift as a supervisor at R&D Altanova. As she exited her vehicle and began walking to her front door, something startled her. She turned and was face-to-face with someone she recognized, a face she wasn't happy to see. In just a few minutes, she would be fighting for her life in her driveway, with a gunshot wound perforating from her chest. It had entered just under her right collarbone and exited through her left shoulder. Her assailant was long gone by the time concerned neighbors, her two teenage daughters, and boyfriend found her. It was too late to save her, and she was pronounced dead at 2.05 a.m. This case took place in a Pennsylvania township known as Lower Macungie. She was gunned down by a neighbor who was enamored with her and who she had some type of romantic relationship with in the past. He was very upset that she had broken things off with him. He began stalking her and, you know, text messaging her incessantly. And she was getting really scared. But at some point, she kind of thought that everything uh, was over and done with. Now, the weird thing is that this Guy lived right across the street from her. He was her next door neighbor. And at the time that she was shot, the news reports refused to say if a male or a female was responsible for this. They had no idea, but actually, they pretended to have no idea, but they actually did and were zeroing in on this guy. Basically, what he created was a high pressure air pump gun, a really powerful type of rifle. He was an engineer. Who was really skilled. And the metal projectile that he created was found near Stephanie's body and contained her DNA. But they weren't able to find the weapon when they ended up arresting this guy. I just thought it was a really interesting case because this is a guy who lived right next door to her. Um, and, you know, he took it way too far. And that's kind of scary. You think that you're safe when you're home. And you pull up and you end up getting shot and you're dead because of a, you know, flicker of a relationship that really didn't mean anything. So check the case out. Google it. I didn't cover it on my show. He's still in the court system, so there isn't a lot of resolution um, to her case. It wasn't until April 5th, 2017, uh, when he was arrested and charged with criminal homicide. It came seven months after the murder of Stephanie Roof.
0: Thank you for that, Lainey. You sure have a great voice for podcasting, but a personality for the DMV. So, <laughs> <laughs> at
1: least I don't know if that's like a compliment or. Oh, no, it's not. The podcast part is no.
0: Lainey is, oh gosh, how do I say this? Wonderful. She's really nice to us.
1: I mean, not like
0: openly nice to us, um, but I feel like deep, deep, deep in her heart, the part where she has charity for us. Right.
1: She does care. She doesn't want to.
0: She doesn't want to act like she cares, (laughs) but she cares enough enough to have pity on us. Right.
1: I mean, she sent in the clip. She did. I
0: mean, who's the loser now, Raylan? Who
1: took time out of their life to do this? (laughs) Yeah.
0: You basically just made our job easier. So thanks for jokes on you (laughs) (laughs) so thanks check out Lainey's show she has a few shows True Crime Fan Club and then also We're All Pretending and she's getting a huge guest on that I will let her be the one to tell you but I flipped out over the guest that she's going to have on that show and literally
1: lost my mind so so if you want to know who it is you gotta go check her out gotta go check her out great we should not be promoting her any more than I know never mind forget everything we just said Lainey hashtag (laughs) charity
0: (laughs) Hashtag Lainey Charity. That's what we're calling this episode. So, um, all right. Thank you for that, Laney. Goodbye, Laney. Goodbye, <laughs> Lainey. And up next we have, and I still don't feel confident saying
1: this one, Corpus Delicti. Wait, wasn't there tie. an argument? Yeah. Didn't someone have an argument about yeah. this this week?
0: Yeah. It's uh, They're coming up with Corpus Delicti. Who said that? I don't know. Somebody on Twitter. And you know those are a bunch of nonsense people. Um, so, I'm kidding. We're on Twitter
1: 24-7. <laughs> <seven.
0: laughs> so, no, um, Corpus Delicti is what I think they're going with.
1: I want to say delicti. I, I I'm just say. saying it the way they say it because I don't know how to say it. Yeah. So, so
0: on this show, they said Corpus Delicti. We'll go with it. That's enough about the pronunciation. Let's
16: do it. Hey, my twinsy. It's Jennifer from Corpus Delicti. And this is Lindsay. Hey, moms. Jen and, and Melissa are we've dubbed y'all the twins since y'all have so much in common. So we wanted to come and tell you guys about some of our favorite cases tonight. I think the one that we both ended up being intrigued by the most is one that we covered on Corpus Delicti a few episodes ago, and it's the Sam Shepard case, which if you haven't heard of it, it was actually what inspired The Fugitive.
17: Yeah, so Dr. Sam Shepard was up in Ohio, a well-to-do brain surgeon. He woke up one night and hearing his wife screaming, runs upstairs, finds her bludgeoned to death. He gets knocked out, TKO'd back at the head. He wakes up, runs downstairs, see this shaggy-haired
16: man running across the beach, runs after him. Dude knocks him out again. Yep. Of course... Sam is pegged for the murder because he's the husband. The husband always does it, they always. say. It turned into a huge media frenzy because he's a rich doctor and he goes on trial. Yes. So the first trial, they find him guilty, hands down
17: guilty. They think that it was far too suspicious. But the second trial, turns out, they exonerated him he didn't he spent 10 years in jail when he got out of jail he got really heavy into alcohol he couldn't rebound from his life so he shortly died of alcoholism his son wanted to go back and redo his name and make sure it clear his name so he did another trial he sued the state comes back the state says you know what maybe he was guilty after all
16: yeah so talk about emotional roller coaster is he guilty is he not everybody says he is because again he's The husband, he was there. there. Nobody else saw anything. Nobody else heard anything. Sam had some blood stains on his clothes. But come to find out, inner Richard, inner Richard Eberling, they found out that there was actually a window washer who had worked at the house. During the time of the murder. And he had a history of basically stealing from houses that he worked in. But also a lot of people that he knew were turning up dead. People that he handled their finances and would write himself into their will. And then all of a sudden they'd show up dead. Yeah. And there's allegations of him pushing people downstairs.
17: I mean, that was his MO. I mean, the same thing. Real nice guy. Exactly. (laughs) By the time they actually were able to narrow him down as a suspect. He was very much in his elderly late stage, and his mental capacities were no longer there. So they, yep. And he died before they were able to really get some good
16: answers. It's suspected that it was him. Yep, so basically not a whole lot of closure to that story because you've got... Two firm camps and two firm schools of thought. A lot of people think Sam did it. A lot don't. So not a lot of real resolution in that one. And we like it because it's a good one to sit down and talk about the evidence for and against each one. Oh, so
17: much fun to debate.
16: Yeah. It was was probably our favorite episode that we've done. So – oh, I got another one. Oh, okay. What you got? Oh,
17: sorry. So uh, (laughs) – Yogesh and Deepa Gumpta. So there was this little Indian couple, they live in Australia. So they were in Melbourne, Australia. This woman decides she no longer wants to be married to him and when decided she wants a divorce, but she wanted a few broken bones. A little vengeful, a little angry. So she hires this hitman to go out there and pretty much break a few bones and kill her husband. Comes to find out, you actually have to pay hitman. Yeah, of when course. She, when she failed to pay him, the hitman goes to the husband and says, Look, if you cover my $322 I spent on surveillance, I won't kill you. Today. <gasps> <Dang. laughs> the husband, Yogesh, says, You know what? I believe you. Hold on a few days. Meet me here, and I'll give you your $322. He goes to the police and says, Look, my wife just hired this hitman. He came Dang. to me and said, If I cover her cause, he won't kill me. So, the police meet the hitman at that designated time and place and arrested him and the wife. And this actually happened late August 2017. It's still, yeah. Oh, wow. It's still in the papers in Australia. Oh, that's crazy. So, that, I just figured <laughs> that. <Awkward>. That's a, <laughs> she was That's actually, a cheap, that's a cheap hitman. Well, it was just for surveillance equipment.
16: Oh, okay. I was then about to one. say, dang, $325. I got a few <laughs> people that No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Thanks so much for letting us come on and talk to you guys. We love the show. You're doing awesome. Moms and murderers, y'all have a wonderful day. You know what they say to Felicia. Bye, Felicia. You
17: girls are so sweet. So sweet. And Jen, yes, we are twinsies
0: based on... I thought Jen was, was my things. twinsie. No, no. Whenever she learned that you eat seafood, which she oh. basically called like... Okay. The poop of the sea, or something. So now something. I don't get a twin. Is yeah. A <laughs> now
1: I just don't get one.
0: I imagine we are the least twin-like in person.
1: It would be. I like have never fraternal. been disowned as a twin. You so. <laughs> know. <laughs> Like a first for me.
0: <laughs> How many twin groups have you been accepted
1: into? This is the only one. So, it's it a really so bad short-lived. experience. I'm never doing it again. Um, no, the girls uh, from Corpus Dilic well, die. Just say CB. They are just so sweet and southern and moms just like us. So yeah. um we really enjoy them and they enjoy us. So it works out well. <laughs> it's a good wow, movie. that's a humble brag. <laughs> It's a good, mutually beneficial relationship we have going on here. Exactly. Um, so actually, I've never heard of this case before. Um, The one with the fugitive? The first one that they Yeah, did? yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay.
0: Yeah. The first one. So the first one was the one with the fugitive, and I'm not sure how you the made doctor. it through life. Who was the fugitive <laughs> was based on Mandy. Mandy has a hard time listening, guys. I
1: do. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I've been sick this week, so you'll have to forgive me because I've just... <sighs> I'm brain dead. I don't know. I don't know what else to you say. You heard it here,
0: folks. If you, have any problem, here first. if you have any problems with us, it's because Mandy's brain dead and I can't carry this thing on my own, clearly. Really? <laughs> no, that was an interesting story about um, Dr. Sam Shepard. And I. it reminds me a lot of the staircase murders where they kind of, did he do it, did he not? It kind of goes, he is guilty to then you think, oh, well, maybe he's not. And so um, I liked that one. And then the second one you guys talked about, i loved with the hitman and the husband oh, literally I loved it. yeah the husband literally went to the police or the hitman goes to the guy you guys just heard this but here's if you'll pay <laughs> yeah. me the 327 dollars your wife owes me yeah, i won't kill it. you and so it reminds me of the case we covered the dahlia Dipolito where like uh-huh. the hitman it all goes awry and so i thought it was an interesting case so kudos to you girls and um Guys, check them out if you're looking for another momish, <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of momish type mom-ish. of thing. <laughs> if moms are your
0: thing, that's not good. Um, <laughs> but if you you like our style, we're we're a little similar. Next up, we have Julia with Film Roast Podcast, and she's one half of Film Roast Podcast a very important half of it and the other one is hannah and so this is actually just julia doing this because hannah's too busy for us mandy
1: i'm fine with that i understand (laughs) we sprung this on everybody at the very last second so i i will not give anybody a hard time for not being able to do it but
0: hannah is like one of my favorite givers on the internet yes she she is great great. yes she is thank you so much for doing this for us julia and julia tell us about your show
18: Hi guys, this is Julia from the Film Roast podcast, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of all things movies. We are over-caffeinated and underqualified, and every week we bring you a new episode that deals with a theme having to do with movies or a movie review or something that we have found really interesting or important in pop culture. So I wanted to talk about one of my favorite true crime cases of all time. I am a really big true crime fan. And this is one that has always just really stuck with me. So I'll give you just kind of the super brief synopsis and try not to be too freaked out by it because it is super weird. So one of my favorite cases is that of Elisa Lamb, who was a Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. And she was discovered in a water tank on top of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles on February 19th, 2013. So the interesting thing about this case is that Elisa Lam was traveling by herself. She would call her parents every day while she was traveling. And she was only found to be missing when she didn't call her parents to check in. So There's so many weird things about this case, but five days prior to discovering her body in a water tank, police discovered that there had been a really, really weird surveillance video that had been taken inside the Cecil Hotel of Elisa Lamb in an elevator. Except it's not totally normal because in the elevator, she is completely alone, but you can tell that she seems to be talking and interacting with somebody. You never ever see another person on the tape and she goes in and out of the elevator and is gesturing a lot and clearly seems to be having some sort of conversation either with herself or with someone who is hidden out of sight. And this video actually went viral when it was first released and it's super unsettling to watch but I've watched it because I think that stuff is fascinating. So there was this idea that there had maybe been something paranormal with this disappearance of Elisa Lamb, or that she had bipolar disorder. But the craziest thing about this is that when they did discover her body in the water tank, they found that she was completely naked. Her clothes, and her possessions were floating around her, but there was no sign of trauma and they could not figure out what had actually killed her or why she had died. And the crazy thing too is that um they there were some reports saying that Elisa Lamb had accidentally had accidentally fallen into this water tank, but the thing was is that the water tank lid was shut, and police said that there was absolutely no way that if Elisa Lamb had climbed into the water tank she would have been able to shut the lid from the inside because it was far too heavy and just completely impossible to be able to do something like that so The case of Elisa Lam is really, really fascinating, and you should totally look into it if you want to be creeped out a little bit, but it still is not totally, or they still have not totally figured out how she died, which is amazing, and I find all this fascinating, especially the elevator video surveillance. So if you have a chance, read up on the death of Elisa Lam, watch the surveillance video because it's super freaky. And we hope you guys also take the chance to listen to Film Roast, which is not about true crime. It's about movies. It's a much lighter subject sometimes, unless, of course, we're talking about childhood films that completely scarred us for life. So once again, I'm Julia, and thanks for letting me tell you about The Mysterious Case of Lisa Lamb.
1: Okay, so first of all, I love... This case of Elisa Lam, I have gone down so many rabbit holes um, just reading away on this one because it's just one of those that is like, it just blows your mind because there's no, seemingly no explanation, you know, and and things are very weird when you look at that surveillance footage and everything. Um, So one of the things that I had found out about it, and this is like, totally not probably the real story but one that i always found interesting when i was digging around going down these rabbit holes was that there is a very large group of people on reddit that believe that elisa lamb was playing some weird ritual game called the elevator game have you heard of this no yes okay and so i guess the criteria of the game is that you have to have a tall building with at least 10 stories and then um you have to enter the elevator alone by yourself and you push a series of buttons so like you'll go to you know from the first floor you'll Go to the fourth floor, and then you go back to the second floor, and then you go to the sixth floor. I don't really know them in order, okay? So don't do this because you won't get get people killed. (laughs) Yeah, don't do it. Um, So you do this in a very specific order, and then supposedly. The elevator ends up on the tenth floor and Why
0: don't you just go to the tenth floor?
1: <laughs> you have to do the order of operations here. Maybe, okay? Don't take advice from Reddit. So, I'm not taking advice. I'm telling you the weird the theory that I read about this case. Um, just because it's interesting if you like weird theories and weird things that aren't true, like I do. I love wasting my time on things there that aren't you real. Go. <laughs> so that anyway, you go it. push all these series of buttons and eventually you get out on the tenth floor. But at this point, you are in another dimension
0: mandy stop this
1: this is what people say this is not normal right so anyway obviously i know that's not what happened to her um but if you ever want to hear really crazy things no you should look into that no don't for goodness (laughs) sakes that did not
0: happen no
1: obviously it didn't happen but i implore all of you to go look up the elevator game
0: don't look it up. If you want to be creeped out, though, that elevator video is very... It's very creepy. Yeah, I No, is. but
1: on a serious level, I do really wonder um, just exactly what happened. I yeah. think to, um, you can explain away some of her odd behavior right. a little bit with different, you know, reasonings, um, including, like, mental illness and things like that or, yeah. or you know, drug use or anything like that. Like, I feel like there could be a number of explanations for the type of behavior that you see on camera. Right. Um, but I just don't know how she got into the tank.
0: Well, like Julia said, the police and everybody said there's no way she could have... Imagine that. You're in the water. There's no way you can now grab the giant covering right. to move it back over. Like, that's right. impossible. Like, somebody else somebody put, had to put be her involved. in there. Right.
1: Yeah. I agree. I, I, it's very bizarre.
0: That is the worst way to die. Don't ever kill me in a water tower. Anybody listening no. that wants to murder me, don't do it that way. No, like, I
1: agree. I agree. Almost
0: any other option. Honestly, I
1: have my suspicions that it was a hotel employee.
0: Ooh, Mandy.
1: Yeah. So I won't go into that too much because I don't want to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but God, there's I lots can. of theories on that out they there. It could too. be at any
0: hotel, anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's not necessarily the one she was at. We're not saying that. Right. Nope, no, no. Anybody ever been to a hotel, everyone's a suspect. You're a suspect. <laughs> I'm a suspect. We're all suspects. Please don't sue us. No.
1: But anyway, it was great, though. And um, I thought. I'm so happy somebody submitted that yeah. as an option. Because great I job, that Julia. So, and yeah. sh-
0: check out job. Film Rose Podcast. They yes. do a fantastic job, and um, they're a lot of fun. We enjoy listening to their show. So hope you guys have, are enjoying the variety of shows we had. Join us. Yes. Right? Right. <laughs> we did have a bunch, a diverse group of our pod friends, which... Such a weird word,
1: but whatever. I know. We're turning into such dorks. <laughs> Mandy, that started long ago. This only actually happened. When you start us. saying things like pod friends <laughs> It's because I don't have real life ones. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do same for you. I know, I know, it's true. So let's close out this episode with our dear friends from Nothing Rhymes with Murder. Woo-hoo hello
19: hello everyone this is georgie <laughs> and kate from nothing rhymes with
6: murder, murder.
19: uh congrats Moms and murder hey Moms and murder we love you guys we're congratulations your on your 15th episode Woo-hoo. um it's cool to be part of this episode because yeah. you guys featured on our special 10th episode yeah we're paying oh, favors i love
6: hashtag friendship
19: we've had a few Glasses, of yeah. Bottles, bottles of, of Prosecco. For a sec. Well, are you surprised by this by now?
6: I mean...
19: Um, so, the lovely ladies at Mums and Murder asked us to talk about our favourite true crime. Yeah. I guess, um, just briefly, if you don't know us... You- Hi. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> You're about to. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. Um, the premise of our podcast is that each week we pick a country, mm-hmm. and then we tell each other stories of true crime from that place
6: but we also like to end on a positive so we also pick some hot spots to tell each other about from that country
19: yeah should so you want like to... sure
6: there's murder <laughs> but also there's for example recently we had a pub in a tree oh
19: my god what? so travel and true crime is basically our gig essentially wanna kick us off Kate? should i go first yeah. okay
6: so my true crime story is coming from poland which i'm half polish so hey
19: I should have done Japan because I'm half Japanese. Well... Spoiler,
6: I'm not. Look. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late now. So, my story is in 2000, three friends are fishing and they find a body in the river Oda. So they're in, and I never pronounce this right, Vroklov. So the body is in a bad way. So it's beaten and starved and tied up in such a way that when he was alive, if he'd have moved the ropes around his arms and legs would have just kept tightening around his neck.
12: Um,
6: So the body's discovered and it's discovered to be Dariusz Janiewski. Basically nothing is found for ages to do with it. It's like the police are describing it as almost a perfect murder because they can't Uh find any evidence attached to it. So it's just kind of falling by the wayside. Um, And it's not until ages later after like routine reviews are happening of cases um, that it sparks the interest of a detective to look into it uh, who's called Rublevsky um, he notices that the victim's mobile was never recovered and basically after some hardcore detectiving
14: yes.
6: he finds that it's attached to a man called Christian Bala who is a 30 something business man
19: business.
6: but also intellectual which always makes us <laughs> laugh because who is described as an intellectual <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm a
19: professional intellectual. I'm just an intellectual, don't I, hard. That. Georgie,
6: intellectual. intellectual. Um, so they find that he's written a novel called A Mock, which basically details the exact murder, but with different character names. Apart from <laughs> the narrator's name is Chris, <laughs> <laughs> which
19: really dude
6: awesome. So it turns out that basically uh, his girlfriend had had an affair with this daddyush character. And essentially, that's why they believe he ended up going in such a gruesome murder. But basically, there was a lot of excellent detective work. And I've really simplified it because this story went on for about 10 pages when I first told it. So do look into it because there's an excellent article about it as well. (laughs) Um, But some trophies are found and some notebooks and some business cards belonging to uh, the victim are found in Christian's house. Lots more mistakes lead to a 25-year jail sentence. The end... (laughs) Of my summary. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Of the case of the novel killer.
19: So yeah, if you want to know more about that particular story, yes. Check out episode four, Poland
6: with uh Nothing Rhymes with Murder. Yeah. To get the I full like that story because it's just
19: insane that he basically wrote a novel
6: about Literally his, crimes. Yeah, his crimes. Um
19: I'm gonna tell you very, very briefly about another story we covered on our podcast. It is the story of uh, Veri Idham henyansya mm. who is an Indonesian serial killer, otherwise known as the Singing Serial Killer. Oh. Veri, who's otherwise known as Ryan. was yeah. <laughs> Every article says that, but there's zero explanation we of why he's called Ryan. <laughs> um, Basically, he confessed to killing 11 people and was sentenced to death by the Indonesian Criminal Court. Um. Basically this case achieved massive notoriety throughout Indonesia because of, it was like basically a particularly gruesome spate of murders. So the body of one of the victims was found on the side of a road in Jakarta and was cut up into seven pieces and the torso was skewered with a crowbar.
18: Um,
19: So yeah, basically very quickly they were able to link Ryan to this victim, a guy called Henry Santosa. And, um basically arrested him and very very quickly ryan then confessed to 10 other murders he'd committed prior to this vi- particular victim mm-hmm. he told the police he basically buried his other victims bodies in the backyard of his home in Jombang regency in east java i mean there's a whole load of story about the trial and he's just basically the reason he becomes very very famous is because not only did he pen an autobiography he also released an album of pop songs while mm-hmm. he was in prison um,
6: Unbelievable
19: So oh, What
6: has the world come to?
19: I know And apparently the whole time he was in prison Even during the trial He was known to give recitals from his cell While wearing flowing white robes And a matching a skull cap And like <laughs> journalists and stuff would come And apparently everyone was like really enamoured by him And he's like in every photo you see He's like super smiley Like happy-go-lucky looking guy But was also oh, a <laughs> serial killer curious so quote he says I write the songs for people I love forgive me my (laughs) these track names are ridiculous forgive me mother it's for my mother (laughs) shocking Uh, another song son is about lovers missing each other because they're separated until they die and apparently like basically the authorities seem kind of like amused by this whole thing and just like let them happen they just like let visitors come to a cell and take photographs and like hold these little concerts um, and he actually profits from both his book and his album because in Indonesia it's uh, apparently well within the rights of the accused to write a book and then make a music album. And the <laughs> Attorney General Abdul Hakim Ritonga was quoted as saying, no problem. <laughs> I hate how much they <laughs> indulge
6: him. It's so annoying.
19: Yeah, so this case is interesting because, I mean, one, because of his celebrity afterwards. He was also, an uh, from the beginning, an openly gay Muslim man, which was quite unusual, especially for a quite heavily... Muslim country like Indonesia and um, there's a whole lots of reasons for why he committed these murders but all of them were pretty violent and vicious and there's a lot of debate on whether I mean, he always claims that like he was provoked and there was nothing that was ever premeditated and he just sort of blacked out but mm-hmm. there's some evidence to the contrary but yeah, go check it out uh, yeah, that was episode 11 so if you mm. want to hear more about that story, please go check it out but yeah, that is us i hope this is a bit kind of what you wanted i hope <laughs> <laughs> sorry if it wasn't right. <laughs> we love you um congratulations so much again guys on your 15th
6: episode we're so proud of you and thank you for being so so supportive of us you guys have been the best
19: yeah and for any of our listeners who are listening to mums and murder for the first time stick with them they're amazing yeah and we love them so you should love them Yes, I um, love you, moms. <laughs> I love you, mom. Love z- you, moms z- z- and murder. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's it, I guess. Can okay. We- bye. Then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. 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 bye
0: okay. Bye. bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs> that was so great. I love them.
1: I love them too. I could listen to them all day long. They are so sweet, and their accents are amazing. And of course, it's just another. Podcast who has been super nice to us and that we've really enjoyed being able to work with a couple of times now. So yeah, yeah thank you guys so much.
0: Thank you. And um, Indonesia, get get it together. Yeah, get it together. <laughs> I'm I'm not a big concert person, but I actually I might go to a concert with a serial killer. No, 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 no. Intentionally or just <laughs> <study> on accident? <laughs> well, I probably have been to one with uh, on on accident, but no. The idea is fascinating, but obviously. So wrong that they let them do that sort of thing. Agree. Whenever, yeah, you're dealing with victims and stuff. But thank you for bringing us those stories. Please, please, please check out Nothing Rhymes with Murder. They are lovely ladies, and they even do the best American version of saying "moms."
15: Yes, um. I love that. That was my
1: favorite part was listening to the um, Americanized accent. So, yeah, uh, moms and murder. Yeah, there you <laughs> I just go. love that so much. You guys are great.
0: Thank you so much.
1: So one last special thing we
0: decided to do because we decided, let's do all of our ideas in one episode, <laughs> throw it together and make you people suffer through it um was we had uh, a contest on our we did a Facebook live contest from our various social media accounts um directing people to enter to do a story with us right is this this was like a week ago now I can't remember right so um um the winner was. Uh, Amy in our Facebook group. Unfortunately, she couldn't do it because she's a responsible person. So we had um, our runner up was the lovely Cassie. And so what next next you'll hear the story um, that Cassie discussed with us. So uh, Cassie, we wanted to do our little video record. Oh, no, not video. We're audio. We could not figure that out. We wanted to do a little audio recording of um, one of our listeners, right, in our Facebook group. Facebook group. So. I don't know. This was Melissa's mm. thing, so I'm just here. <laughs> I come up with terrible ideas really late at night. but um, So we wanted to do that. So anybody that's listening, if you wanted to – I'm going right into it now. Um, if you wanted to join us on social media, you'll find out about all these fun random – Midnight ideas that we have. So yes. <laughs> Cassie was brought up on at, by snacks and wine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so much. I have like a 44 ounce diet Coke sitting next to me. with oh, <laughs> Peach goodness. rings. Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, it's been a long night,
0: but, um, so anyway, so we asked you or we asked our group if anyone could come up with, um, their favorite crime story, I guess. I don't even know where we were going with this,
1: but hopefully you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: well I mean it's hard to pick a favorite you know yeah but yeah but you can always I mean there are always interesting ones you know that you kind of get down into the dirty details and you're like man this
0: is crazy (laughs) exactly and man I hope this doesn't happen to me and how do I prevent this and Oh, yeah, I really hope this doesn't happen to me. Oh, oh, now I'm really scared. So, we as – Mandy and I do not know what story you're going to share with us, but we will be full of reactions because we are hyped up on sugar, and (laughs) and Mandy's blood sugar is probably low because she still hasn't even eaten. I have not had anything to eat, so. I had a zebra (laughs) cake, so I'm not doing great, but – how are you um, not eating the phone? I know. <laughs> We're on a computer because we've made it even more complicated for ourselves. But um, yeah, so we'll eat the. We could. I'll take this corner. You take that yeah. corner. <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's how I know my son's really hungry. He starts not on my phone. Yeah,
0: there you go. That's you can't. Yeah, they're always ugh, little babies. I love little baby feet, but anyway that sounds weird but if you are ready we can (laughs) i might edit this whole thing oh my goodness Um,
1: (laughs) okay cassie we're ready to hear about your case let's tell melissa to be quiet
7: (laughs) okay so you'll have to tell me if you have heard of this one but it's it's actually from um my hometown i was i remember i was two years out of college when i heard this and i was like this is
0: insane. so far, we don't know it.
7: Macon, Georgia.
0: No, <laughs> oh, Macon, Georgia. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Lauren Giddings
7: in Macon, Georgia. So Lauren Giddings was originally from uh, Tacoma Park, Maryland, but she went down to Macon uh, to go to Mercer Law School. And she had just graduated and she was 27 uh-huh. and she was about to take the bar. And she had been in all these study groups, getting ready for that. She had all these friends that she was studying with and everything and, For some reason, um, at the end of June, um, all of a sudden she just quit showing. And so her friends got worried and they called the cops. And this is just like one of the other, several of the other cases you've talked about where the cops show up and they're like, yeah, everything looks fine. Yeah. We'll we'll just leave. I hate that. That is my
1: least favorite thing.
7: (laughs) Peace out. I think it's called a wellness check. Oh Yeah. Now, the one video I watched was like, they didn't see any signs of a burglary, so they left. And I was like, there is more to life than burglary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're right. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, they they left, but her friends weren't giving it up because she just was not showing up. And so, several days later, one of the friends okay. called her sister um, up in Maryland and said, hey, I just tried to call her and her phone is dead. Which is weird to me. And her sister said, oh, that is weird. I'll try it too. And so she called and the phone was dead. And so she was like, nope, this is bad. So she called her uncle who had been a cop. um, And he was like, you need to tell your friend to go inside and look. And if she doesn't see anything, to go back outside and call 911. And so they, they knew where a hidden key was and they went into her apartment. No. Which... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which, which I'll get back to that in a minute. It's it's kind of weird that they could even get in, but I'll explain that in oh a minute. No. Um she had a hidden key and so her friend went in and it was like her purse, her wallet, her keys, her phone, everything is here but she's not. Right. Um so you know, huge red flag. So her friend goes back out and calls nine one one. Um and this is weird to me. The cops show up and they have them help look for her in the what? apartment yeah they they have this yeah they have this friend help and they're like look for wet towels like maybe she oh, was just wait here and a minute showered wait, wait, or- wait wait wait
1: wait that's like <laughs> like completely ruining a potential <laughs> a crime scene yeah <laughs> i know if we've anything was- from dateline you do not do this <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I
0: know well what if there's dna thank She's you place now yes no You're one of us
7: yeah, no, I know. I, I was like, this, what cop? This must have been a rookie or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, please help me look for wet towels. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> um, and so anyway, there was, she clearly wasn't there. So then they were like, well, this is weird. She hasn't been seen or heard from. All of her stuff is here. So then they launched an investigation. Thank
13: um, you. You
7: know, almost a week later. Um, oh. And right away, all these friends jump in to help. They're going to look for her. It's a missing persons, you know, the make county sheriff shows up and and he's like they initially told me it was the missing person so that's how we approached it well then some of um one of the quote-unquote friends that inserted himself into this investigation was named stephen mcdaniel and stephen mcdaniel lived right next door to her he was kind of her landlord so he had a master key for all the apartments right and he was a law graduate as well so they had kind of known each other um he kinda had a thing for her, so he'd asked her out a couple times, but she had a long-term boyfriend, so she had turned him down and anyway, all that to say she didn't really know him, but right. he said she was always nice to him, so he wanted to help look. And mm. um so anyway, they um start looking around and they notice this really weird bad smell. Oh, um, that's and, awful. yeah. So they start going around the building trying to find the source of the smell, and they get to the dumpster. And they start digging in the dumpster, and what do they find but this headless, limbless torso
4: oh. um, of
7: of a woman wearing pink shorts. <laughs> Why he left the shorts on? Who knows? But they, yeah, the torso, Just a torso was torso in there. torso with shorts? Yep, torso with shorts. No That's head, no limbs, nothing. Spongebob
6: <laughs> <that is laughs> mask. Yeah.
0: Um,
7: no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and actually that was the first big break they had in the case because the dumpster was supposed to have been emptied and the trash company was behind. Oh, um, way to go slackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so really the unsung heroes here are the trash guys.
0: <laughs> the um, lazy trash guys in this case. Yeah,
7: exactly. <laughs> um So yeah, they found this torso and obviously that, meant it was most likely they assumed it was her. Right. Um, they just had to get, prove it and everything, but yeah, they, they figured out it was her. And so, um, meanwhile, the news crews, it all sh- showed up and they were interviewing all these friends that were helping and they interviewed Stephen McDaniel and they caught the interview on tape. He's got this wild, crazy. I mean, think like Einstein hair, just curls everywhere, giant fro sticking out everywhere. Right. Um, and he's just crazy looking and, Anyway, they, they start asking him, well, what about the body? Do you think it's her? And he kind of freaks out and he quits talking and he says, I need to sit down. And he goes off camera and sits down and that's dramatic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so everybody thought, well, that's weird for someone who barely knew her. So then the cops start looking into him. Um, and all, even all of his friends, his quote unquote friends, it turns out he really didn't have any friends. Um, but the ones that at least would hang out with him occasionally said that he was creepy.
1: Yeah, oh. <laughs> and,
7: and that one of, I say that about topic...
1: Melissa all the time. <laughs> it's the sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, somebody agrees with me. No, I'm sitting here in a cardigan. It's yes,
7: okay. Thank you. Um, no, but, um, anyway, yeah, they, they all said he was creepy. And one of his favorite topics to talk about was how to commit the perfect murder. And Honestly, so, of
1: course, that's a normal thing that's to talk not about, creepy, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I don't think it's not creepy, creepy at all.
7: Yeah. So they basically bring him in as a person of interest, and they get him in this interrogation room, and he's like giving monosyllabic answers with like this complete monotone. Just hold on. Just com-
0: use that big word for us again.
7: <laughs> <laughs> monosyllabic. Is Thank one you. Word.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Writing this down right now. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Yeah. One word answers. So yes, no. Um, he'd occasionally say, I don't know. Um, but it was always in this weird, like zombie, like monotone. Right. Um, and so they were really trying to go after him because they kind of figured there was something weird there. And, um, in the meantime, they eventually got permission to search his apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is where it just gets like, Oh man, weird. So, Wait, he, weirder? Steven, <laughs> yes. The torso and well, it's already shorts? already weird. <laughs> maybe, maybe not weirder than the torso. That yeah, kind of the torso, torso and off, shorts but... kind of pushed me. <laughs> yeah. No, his um, his room, like, he was pretty much a hermit. And, um, like I said, he had very few, like, real friends. He just kind of lived on his own. Right. But he was, like, obsessed. And he is... Stephen McDaniel, you guys, he is the example of someone who should erase their computer or maybe burn it and buy a new one <laughs> um, because they got to his computer and they were like, holy cow, this is a totally different person. He had a blog that talked about raping and murdering women and he had um, he had bragged about some incidents that, that turns out didn't actually happen, but, um, and then he had, you know, opened chat forums about how would you commit the perfect murder. And, and, and then on top of all of that, he had a lot, a lot of pornography. Um, And they started looking into his patterns of behavior online. Right. And it turns out he was completely obsessed with Lauren Giddings. Um, He would look up pictures of her on Facebook and at the same time watch pornography and just, he had this obsession with her. And so um, when she kept turning him down I guess he eventually determined he was just going to take matters into his own hands. Um, Sure.
0: That works out well.
7: (laughs) Yep. Yep. So they arrested him based on all of this stuff on his computer. Um, And then they found um, the, the, what do you call it? The um, wrapping. (laughs) No, No, they never found the head. Oh, wow. but no they they for a hacksaw hidden under his sink. And so they were like, Okay, this is you could you you would use this to hack somebody up and Under the sink? The that's
1: kind of it. a weird place for like a saw. That's why, yeah, it's why don't it's you evidence, throw that Mandy. away. You, yeah. threw, you threw
7: the body away. Why don't you throw <laughs> Yeah, the, you away? Why don't you throw yeah. The, yeah. The why are you, are you gonna keep you?
1: that thing? I know. Everybody <S laughs> knows you don't keep the murder weapon. You <laughs> had a tree <laughs> knocked down. Yeah. Yeah,
7: Do yeah so so they arrested him, and this whole time, he's basically not saying anything and saying that he's innocent. His lawyers are his lawyers actually had a really good case because they worded the original indictment wrong. And so he could have gotten off if they had gone forward with that indictment. What? Um, they Yeah, they basically said that he killed her by beheading her. Well, they couldn't prove that, and so the lawyers could have been like, you can't prove that, so there's reasonable doubt. So, boom, he's, he's not going to jail. So, um. Anyway, they had to reword the indictment and all of that. Well, right as they put in that new indictment, they found his camera had deleted videos on it. Oh, gosh. And it turns out the night that she was murdered, um, he had taken a six foot tall, six foot long wooden pole and duct taped his camera to the top of it, and he was using it to peek through her windows. And case her apartment before he attacked her. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. And so right, right before he's going to get away with it, they find this damning evidence. And so he thinks he's a goner. So he confessed to
1: everything. Um, I don't understand him all. I was told he needs a GoPro. <laughs> so, all, I was going to say, also, how, um, you know, advanced is yeah. this equipment? A he's stick done. and some tape? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, my kids I mean, it was made better 2011, things than that. so... That's true. That was, like, a lifetime yeah. ago.
7: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if 2011, had kids that was forever ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so he, he confesses, and he says his story was that he basically decided that he wanted to sexually assault her, so he cased her place. And the reason I told said it was weird, her friend could get in. Right. She had a burglar bar. One of those bars you put between the doorknob and the floor. Right. And it locks the thing in place and you can't get in.
0: Yeah.
15: And
7: she always locked that. So usually you wouldn't be able to get in the door, just getting in on your own. She had to be in there or something. And that wasn't there. It was um, like off to the side. It wasn't even close to the door. So um, he had made sure that that wasn't, that she hadn't put that up and he broke in in the middle of the night um, I think they said it was about two thirty in the morning and he walked in wearing a ski mask and she woke up. He says she woke up oh. and she saw him and she said, get the expletive out. And, um, so he jumped on her and started strangling her and she fought and fell on the floor. And he, and at one point she was able to pull his mask off and she said, Steven, please stop. And he kept going and she died. And so he dragged her into her bathtub, went out, he left. By the way, left her body there, left, went out and bought a hacksaw, came back and then dismembered her and threw her head and limbs in a dumpster next to the law Why? school and her torso in the dumpster next to the apartment building. So they went back and obviously the head and limbs were long gone. They never found them in a landfill or anything like they just they couldn't find them. But um, that, and that was the other weird thing. He double wrapped the head and limbs and put them in a separate dumpster. And then he just basically threw the torso in the dumpster.
0: What? Okay, can I ask you a question? Yes. Why do people put different body parts in different dumpsters or, or at different places? Don't you think that's more likely, like, somebody's going to find a toe in this one and be like, yeah. let's be on the lookout? If you put it all in one place, yeah, if they find it, they find the whole thing,
15: but... Otherwise, but who's
0: throwing away their toe? No like, <laughs> right. the live sane person is throwing their toe away. I don't know. I hate feet. I can be tempted to do that. She had to too. use
1: that as the example.
0: Of course, because I hate them. <laughs> I hate them so much. Oh, my goodness. That is too much for me. I. That's yeah. your hometown story? Yes. Yikes. Yeah. This is proof, guys, that Florida isn't the craziest Well, I mean, we still are, but there are crazy things that happen other places.
7: (laughs) I'm pretty sure crazy things happen everywhere. You just have to look because this was like so much. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm just going to play that part that you just said loud and clear for everyone.
5: (laughs)
7: There's crazy people everywhere. If you guys knew Macon, it has struggled. The city of Macon has struggled for a long time with a lot of violent crime. So, (laughs) I mean, this was out of the norm for them. This, I hope, is out of the norm for anyone, but except maybe Gotham, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) no superhero references (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, yeah this is it was weird and it was obviously and it took them like I said a while to get to him to get to his computer and then when they did it was like oh this guy's
0: isn't mm. it amazing that, like, there's so much circumstantial evidence for this guy? Like, so many different things. And then other mm-hmm. people, they're like, oh, I have an alibi. I was at this restaurant. 50 people can see me. And it's still like, nope, guilty. You're, <laughs> you're in jail. Yep. Doesn't make any yep. sense. I, I mean, I guess it's all the jury and how everything is, um, comes across in court, so.
7: Yeah. Well, and he, oh, man, if you look at his photos in court, he's one of those that looks deranged. You know, like, the
0: photos he's just yeah. got. yeah
7: crazy eyes, and thankfully he pulled his crazy hair back into a ponytail, but
0: Oh, did he do um, a man bun? Because that could have really helped depending on the year. No, he did like the trucker ponytail. You know, like the... That is a very specific look. And I know what you're talking about. So what happened? <laughs> did he go to jail? <laughs> yep. He, because
7: he confessed, I guess, I don't know if it's just the state of Georgia or if this is a federal thing, but if you confess and take a plea deal, then they take life off the table, or they take um, the death penalty off the table. Hmm. So he was originally facing the death penalty. Um, But when he confessed, he got life in prison. So um, you can't – he's still eligible for parole in 30 years, which will be 2041. No, yeah, 2041 or something like that. But, um, yeah, because that includes the time served. So, yeah, 2041. But the cops said that because of the heinous nature of the crime, they don't think he's ever going to see the outside of a prison cell again. I hope not. My goodness. (laughs) Yeah. And so much for the
0: perfect crime. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's like – a cluster right there well um thank you so much for sh- getting all that organized in a
1: very short period of time yes I know we are the worst <laughs> about coming up with these ideas and wanting them done right away so I did it with the flu too I just oh, want to point no. that out oh.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness we're complaining about sitting here eating our peach rings and you've got the flu I'm so sorry and you're momming how do you do that that's so much <laughs>
7: Well, my husband has been a huge help, so I have to. Aww. I have to say
0: that he's. great. So. <laughs> will he get you? Um, will, Man, get will he
1: you go out McDonald's? and get you McDonald's? <laughs>
0: Actually, yes, but Son of a probably
7: hole. not tonight.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. We're so glad we got to talk to you, and we enjoy all of our conversations on our Facebook group, Moms, Moms, the word. Where no gifting is allowed. No. <laughs> All the gifting is allowed. Giffing so. is the main form of conversation. It, I think it's the only form at this point, but <laughs> we, we'll let you go. You need to get rest. And those babies could be up at any moment. If you've got the flu, you're you're in trouble. So thank you so so much. We appreciate it. And we're we will talk to you very soon. Yeah, thank you. You guys have a good night.
15: Thanks yeah, you bye too. Cassie. Bye, Cassie.
0: Bye. Thank you so much, Cassie, for sharing that story with us and I don't want to plug it, but Guilty, the Guilty podcast also covered this case, and they did a pretty good job. Not as good as Cassie. A but pretty good job. Pretty good yeah. job. No. Um, Cassie did a wonderful job, and she actually had the flu when she did this with us, which we found out after. So she is a trooper yes. and a half. And we enjoyed
1: talking to her so much. She was so fun.
0: Yeah. So much fun and just a lovely person and yes. happy to have her as a friend, quote unquote, on I mean it is a friend, but you know what I mean. Online. What do we call this? We have to come up with a word. So um no, but a wonderful person and we just think she's awesome. So thank you for all your help, Cassie. Thanks for doing that for us and with us.
1: So guys, we hope you have enjoyed hearing a little bit about um some other awesome podcasts that we personally love. Um there's of course many more that we love that just didn't, we didn't give them enough time to um, send us anything. That's our fault. Um, So if you didn't get to make it on this time I'm sure we'll do this again because we like to celebrate small milestones yes. so <laughs> look for episode 20 yeah just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. we're not s- doing this again in five episodes <laughs> I don't know Mandy it depends on how tired I am so <laughs> right <laughs> yeah that's true um so yeah so we hope you guys enjoyed everything uh, Melissa and I did say that we were going to do a little Q&A and originally it was supposed to just be with the kids but then we started getting some really good questions um that we liked but we didn't really want to answer in front of our kids yeah because... we don't need them to know we're
0: total monsters yeah yeah
1: exactly so um we're just going to do a, Q&A, a, a short one between the two of us and then um the kids will be on after that so right. um they don't have to hear any any of the weird things that we say <laughs> so melissa i'm gonna ask you the first question this is from chef suzanne on twitter and she asks what is the case so far that sticks with you the most So I don't know if this is a case that we've covered or any case that you know of ever.
0: I'm going to say, I'm going to take it as so far meaning that we've covered.
1: I would think so too.
0: Okay. So the case that stuck with me the most would probably be, I'm going to say the Diane Schuler one. That's my exact answer as well. Yep. That is just one, because we'll never know the answers. We'll never know exactly what happened there and... You want to. That's like right. human nature. We want to know why something happens or even what happened.
1: And no matter how much you like have theories or ideas about what you think, you just don't know. And so it's just insanely frustrating that right. you don't know and won't ever get to know. Yeah. Um, and then of course, just the like tragic loss of, yeah. you know, really, really young life is, um, yeah, it's, it'll stick with you for sure. If you've heard that case. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, now we've bummed you out, so let's go to the next question. Uh, Mandy, Christina on Twitter asked, is there a case or topic you refuse to cover for any reason? Um, How did you meet? Which we'll talk about that with our kids. And then, is there an application process to become a real-life friend? <laughs>
1: uh, so, there's no application process to become a real-life friend because you don't really want that anyway. Yeah. Uh, I would say desperation is number one. Yeah.
0: you've got to be real desperate.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, we love to have more friends. As we just said, we don't have any. So, you Mandy, know, we we, <laughs> there's no application. Just show up and, you know, be our don't friend. Don't show up. Please don't
0: show up.
1: <laughs> I get us into so much trouble with these things. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, um... Yeah, that's so sweet though. It's just a sweet sentiment that somebody wants to. You're our friend already, (laughs) just by asking. You're already a friend. Exactly. Um, So topics that I would refuse to cover, really, I think anything involving the super gruesome death of children. Yeah. um, I think Diane Schuler is about as far as we are willing to push it. Um, With the
0: kids, we can do it with adults, but kids, it's and we did, of course, the
1: Casey Anthony case, but that, um, you know we didn't have to really get into how they didn't know they didn't know how she died so yeah. it wasn't really um
0: no like i would say the example would be the susan powell case right where they have the two little boys and the i'm not going to go into all the details but the dad locking them in the house setting it on fire and chasing them with a um what is this uh
1: i don't even know what that I, I don't know I that's that's terrifying yeah. so, so so
0: things like that yeah things like right. that that's that hurts our mom hearts a little too much. We have hearts. We really do. Yeah, we
1: do. Yeah, we do have limits. Um, But, or th- really anything. See, I, I just, uh I, I don't really get on board fully with cases either that involve, like, rape and torture. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I have a line there a little bit. Um, There's a
0: fine line in discussing it, and not that we wouldn't discuss those cases, but we're not going to be where you get the gory details. No, absolutely that. not. We, yeah, we just... That's just not us. So we want to give you the details that are pertinent to the pertinent to the case, but you don't need to know really gruesome things that happen to these people. Right. That's and I don't want to have to look the, up no, the really gruesome no. details
1: either to report back to anyone. Yeah. This so it's not even a laziness
0: um, thing. This is right. just for <laughs> us to sleep at night. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and for you to sleep at night. I can't take all that in. That's just a lot of stuff to
1: take in for us. So. Mm-hmm so where was this so our next question comes from CK with the mirths and monsters podcast which uh, you guys heard from a little bit earlier in the episode and he says uh, did you have a fleshed out plan before you started or did you just think let's do this which one of you would be the killer
0: so based on what you know about us CK do you think that we had a plan
1: <laughs> we don't plan for anything
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are fly by your seats kind of gals so um, no we we if we record Casey Anthony, it was two parts. We recorded it on the same day, though, I think, right? And we divided it. No, no, no. We recorded it two separate times. So yes, we did. We went right for Casey Anthony, and we did not... We had no idea. Going back, looking back, would you... I think I would have recorded a few podcasts
1: of Knowing what we know now, I think we would have done um, the launch a little bit differently, like Giving Melissa herself said. a buffer. Right. And, um, you know, we didn't really have any... We had no idea what we nice. were getting into. Uh, I'm going to surprise everyone here but um i never listened to podcasts ever she had never listened to one never listened to not one single podcast when melissa asked me if i wanted to do this which um melissa has told me she thinks worked out well because i didn't have anything to try to compare myself to or try to make myself like anyone else yeah so um so kind of what you get with us is just what bloomed out of the whole thing, I guess you would say. Straight up um, ignorance on
0: Mandy's. Yeah, straight
1: up <laughs> ignorance. I had no clue what I was doing.
0: She was like, I'll do it. I've never listened to one, but right. I'll do it. And I thought Melissa was out of her mind. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but As I was going to I was gonna be a good friend and humor yeah. her anyway. And um, yeah, never did I expect we'd be here 15 episodes later and I know. still going. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Well, we'll see how this
1: one goes. Right. Yeah. So but, which one of us would be the killer? Um, not
0: me. I think it would be you. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> probably more rage inside me I just am so afraid of going to jail that I I love rules you know I love rules I follow all the rules
1: see I'm I don't I don't think either one of us would actually kill because yeah, I'm agree. the same way like I would not want to um go to jail that that would not, not that we don't want to kill somebody
0: we have plenty of people want to I just kill. don't want to
1: lose my freedom
0: I know we just don't want to go to jail that's 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 sad yeah. yeah. That wasn't our first answer. I think I it's legitimate. And
1: if more people were scared of jail, right? like, you know, maybe we would have a lot less people there. I know. There you go.
0: <laughs> I would agree with you. Um, so the next is Haley from Murder Road Trip. And she sent us a GIF. And that GIF simply said, why are you so obsessed with me?
1: Mandy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like singing Mariah Carey in my head right now. You know that song? I can't sing it for you. Wait, so no, don't, don't sing it. Don't, don't sing don't.
0: it. What? Which one is it?
1: It literally has a line. Why
0: are you so obsessed No, with if it's me? within Mariah Carey within the last 10 years, I have no idea. She's oh, gone off well, the wagon. whatever. And, yeah, no, I have no idea what that is. Um, I don't know why we are so obsessed with She you. has food. She has food. She does murder road trip and talks about snacks and all kinds of stuff. And so you're wonderful, Haley. That's why. We're just obsessed with you. And um, take it or leave it honestly. Take (laughs) it or leave it. Honestly, this is it. We have 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 nothing to offer. Yeah. (laughs) We have zero to offer. So enjoy the obsession. How about that? Right.
1: So the next question comes from Christina, which is uh, 30 Roses. And it says, have you had any encounters with serial killers or murderers, even in a six degrees of separation way? I have really been thinking on this question long and hard. And I don't believe that I have. So three degrees
0: of Casey Anthony. I've got that one. Right, I mean, like, I've got like. Well, I guess.
1: Yeah, so can because I met degrees, I met George Anthony, but he's not story. a killer.
0: But six degrees means you met him, and he's related to Casey. Okay, fine. The so then,
1: yes, I met George Anthony.
0: I had an email. <laughs> Did I already say this story from Kay- from Cindy Anthony the day before Kaylee went missing? Because she worked in uh, not pharmaceutical. She worked for a home health care agency. She emailed our office. I emailed her about something, and I kept that thing thinking, I'm going to get deposed, and they're going to ask me oh all my kinds God. of things. <laughs> and it was like the day before. I was super disappointed. And I know another person in that case growing up that I was friends with. But, yeah, I don't want to get into that because they have a normal life now. But So we, have, we do have connections to the Casey Anthony case. I think that's probably the closest I am – to somebody my dad grew up with somebody who ended up being the person that killed john walsh's son is it john walsh that does um not america's most wanted yeah america's most wanted oh mandy stop with those Uh, eyes (laughs) you guys know wait no what is the one with the missing kid adam walsh adam walsh was the one that was kidnapped and murdered my dad grew up with a guy that did that so
1: oh that's oh
0: yeah or knew him somehow knew his brother see we don't know anybody sorry no, we can't we help you we're but trying she, to dig
1: deep here but that's a good question that
0: is a great question she had like several replies so somebody asked her if she did and there was like 37 things I, I read she the whole did.
1: entire thing I know I was blown away I we was, should have had you guys come on and talk about I that <laughs> I was so terrified
0: <laughs> I don't know how you're still here so um next up we have Brandon Cherry on Twitter and he said what's the one cage you will never touch and why so Well, we talked about the um, Susan Powell one, but the other one for me is the Dear Zachary case. Uh Uh-huh. Why can't I remember that? It would have been better if we'd come prepared for this, but the story of, oh gosh, Adam Bagley? I think that was his name? Yes. yeah, that case messed me up. If you've ever seen the documentary, Dear, Dear Zachary, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, don't, don't watch it. It's yeah, really, really heartbreaking
1: and terrible. It's
0: done so well, and it's an incredible story up until the most heartbreaking thing ever. It just is too much. So I would never be able to make it through that.
1: No. I can't even make no. it through like
0: the preview of that thing. The guy even made a new movie um, about Bat Boy. Like, remember whenever the whole city changed into Gotham City for the kid that had cancer. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he made one and I got teary eyed watching that preview. It's also like uplifting and stuff. But just because I associated him with the other documentary. Right. So that's a big fat no for me. What about you?
1: So for me, uh of course that's a really good one that I wouldn't do either. But I would also say really any of the cases that have just been beat to death. Like I don't really anticipate us covering like JonBenet Ramsey no. or like anything along that line where um, it's just been done so many times, like over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, just We because. just
0: couldn't bring anything new to it. Right. Um, but we did do Casey Anthony. <laughs> well, but in uh, fairness, that was like a very connected case for us. Right. But it was a huge deal in Orlando. It would be similar to living like next door to OJ, really. I mean, right. it, it was so immersed. That's all that anyone talked about here it was a huge deal so
1: well and then see we did casey anthony but also like i said we said before i had never done podcasts before so i didn't even know this was such a big thing yeah or that there were so many true crime podcasts where people already did this a lot of times and then after i got involved and i realized like oh okay there's a lot of uh different types of true crime podcasts and most likely they've all covered like the cases any case that you're going to cover so uh we try to find ones that um not necessarily that they haven't been covered, but we do try to find some cases that are maybe, like, not as heard of Right, or as we can bring
0: something different to the table. Right. Um, TJ with Pines and Puzzles, he had some, I think he you saw this, um, he called, like, podcasting and stuff similar to cheese pizza. Everybody, it, every, every shop uses different ingredients, um, but everybody has their, I mean, uses the same ingredients. I'm doing a terrible job with this, but everybody has their favorite place they want to get it from, so... Somebody might like the way we tell the story of Casey Anthony, but somebody might the, like the way somebody else says the story of Casey Anthony. And there's so many podcasts you can find your own place in the world wherever you want to listen. Right. What am I talking about?
1: Yeah. Okay. I think you're just saying if you don't like us, find someone else.
0: Yeah. And don't leave a review. If you just don't like us, just don't leave a review. Just leave us alone. <laughs> We're not
1: for you. That's fine. I know. We honestly don't care. No. <laughs> just move on. I- Why do you hurt us? (laughs) We didn't do anything to you. Okay. Are we done? So we have one
0: more question. And this is from the ladies at Corpus Delicti. Do what you want (laughs) to. I don't know what to say with that one. Um, And this is a good one. It was, if you could go back and prevent one case from ever happening, what would it be? All of them. Yeah. All all of them. them. So first first thoughts is like the Holocaust and stuff like that. But if we're talking a single case, what would you say?
1: I have no, I, I feel like a terrible person to pick one. Yeah. You yeah, know what I true. mean? I feel bad if I say like, oh, I wish Well, what's one this that's affected happened?
0: you that you like would be better off if you'd never heard about? Oh my gosh. I would pick the Dear Zachary case. Like I have no problem with that because it just was heartache upon heartache. They're all terrible, Mandy.
3: I, can't I know that. I
1: think of one off the top of my head. Honestly, I can't pick one that I think is so bad that I would choose, uh, wow, you don't think they're that bad, Mandy? <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I meant, and you know it. I have no idea. I'm just going to have to leave that one with a, I don't know. I really wish I could prevent them all from happening, but... Um...
0: There you go. Mandy the Crusader. She's <laughs> saving the world, and I'm only picking one.
1: <laughs> right
0: now, I'm press.
1: just hoping to prevent your death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: scared. So, thank you guys for putting in questions for our Q&A. Up next, our children have a Q&A. We've already recorded that. It's a total hot mess and it'll be interesting should be interesting
1: thank you guys so now we have a few questions from our oldest children today we have ashlyn and mason with us say hi guys hi, hi. <laughs> all right um and as promised we do have um a few questions that they are going to ask us and then um we have a few questions that we are going to ask them so we will get started and ashlyn will take the first question for the moms
13: this one is from Stacy P. How did you meet and what made you start the podcast? Good question, Stacy P. Mandy, you want to take that one?
1: <laughs> so we met, um, Melissa actually remembers that day very well, but um, we actually met... Through a mom's group. Both of us were just desperate for some mom (laughs) friends after the birth of our second children. (laughs) So Yeah, so lonely. So um, we joined a group together and we met several people from that group, but um, I don't know. I guess we just liked each other the most. Or no one else liked
0: us. (laughs) Or no one else liked
1: us. So (laughs) it was a process of elimination and now we're friends. Right. So um, I'll let Melissa talk about what drove her to this idea of podcasting because she actually came up with this plan and kind of um, just drugged me along for the ride so now here i am so melissa what gave you this wild cockamating idea <laughs> thank you for being drug around do you like that word
0: thank you for being drugged into this with me so i listened to a ton of true crime podcasts and so i uh wanted to make one that I really liked. Not that I didn't like other ones, but I thought I was interested and sometimes there were cases I wanted to hear more about. And I researched it anyway. And so I thought, well, this could be fun. And whenever I found out Mandy liked true crime, then it was over. So I basically said, do you want to start a podcast? And Mandy said...
18: Sure. No,
15: no. no. The first time you (laughs) just looked
0: at me like I was an idiot. And the second time I I asked you and you were like, okay. And so that is as complicated as it was. I already had the name Moms and Murder because I'm a crazy person and it popped in my head. And that's where we're at. And our kids go around telling people we have a podcast called Moms and Murder, which makes us feel really good. Yes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Yay! Yay for you guys. So the next question is going to be asked by my little guy Mason. So Mason, what is the question that you have for what us? What is
13: your proudest accomplishment?
1: Oh. That's a good one. There's so many.
13: I've basically no. accomplished nothing. Yes, yes, yes. yes yeah, there there are. There, there are so
1: many.
13: Yes. Yes. <laughs> a whole bunch of them. Great moments.
0: Great moments. Uh, mine would be these lovely children. I would
1: agree with that <gasps> yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> I'm sure everyone expected that answer though. Yeah, but that
0: is, that would be, I mean, and also we have witnesses of our children. So would you get, will we get away with any other answer but you guys?
1: I don't think
13: so. <laughs> that like that's a good thing I'm backing, but. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah.
1: much uh, all of my proudest accomplishments center around my kids. So, you know, it's a cliche answer, but it's the true answer. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Bing. So we have a question for the kids. You guys ready for a question? No. OK. So um, Des on Facebook asked, what do you want to be when you grow up, and what's the funniest sound you can make? So Mason, what do you want to be when you grow up? A fireman. A fireman? That's a good job. Why do what? you want to be a fireman?
13: Because it's probably going to be
1: crazy. You, you just want to do, do crazy work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not because it's like going to pay you good or anything?
0: Or helping people. Would you like to help people, Mason? Yeah, you're awesome.
1: <laughs> Ashton, what would you want to be when you grow up?
13: I want to be a police officer. Nice. Why do you want to be a police officer? Because they um, do a lot of great stuff. They help people. Um, they risk bad, bad, bad Bad people. Um, uh, I don't know how I just, um, okay. Um, and, uh, and, uh,
1: and uh, well, Maybe you and Mason will work closely together. Because Yay! firemen and policemen, they seem Whoa! to uh, hang around in the same circles for the most part.
13: Whenever I heard he was, wanted to be a firefighter, I'm like, oh, great. I want to be a police officer. And I had actually wanted to be a police officer this entire year. And wow. A whole year. Well, this is yeah. actually <laughs> the first time
1: that I've heard Mason wants to be a firefighter. So we'll have to uh, delve into that some more and find out. Um, how long he's had that aspiration and (laughs) see what we can do to help it along. Oh, he just whispered to me and said since he was three. You can speak up into the uh, microphone. Yeah, you
0: talk. Um, I'm scared of this question. Mason, what's the funniest sound you can make? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, quieter because people have earbuds in their ears, so let's try this. I wish this was on video because it's much more disturbing. Okay. You guys asked for this and so you have to deal with this in your ears. All right. So um, next, do you guys have any more questions for us?
13: Yes. What's your favorite mom moment? Mandy, I'll let you go first.
1: Favorite favorite or sarcastic favorite? Let's go
13: favorite Go with what it says.
1: Um. Gosh, I have no idea. Do you know off the top of your nose?
0: <laughs> that's why I deferred to you. Please don't favorite, do that. Mom, favorite mom moment. I mean, you have to kind of say whenever you first had your right. baby, but right? That,
1: again, that's so cliche. When they were first born. But
0: that's just what they, It. that's the truth. That's, that's just, my favorite
1: moment. It's all gone downhill. Yeah. <laughs> just no, kidding. it's oh. wonderful, <laughs> <laughs> What? No. You hate what? us? No. <laughs> no way. We do not hate you really? guys at all. <laughs> Um, let's see. I don't know. That's a hard one.
0: Yeah, I think I would go with whenever you first have a baby cuz that's just like all the emotions at one time hitting you and you're like, "Oh, crap, I have to take care of this person and I'm not going to be able to do it and this is too many things." So, um, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Or Mandy, do you want to ask the next question?
1: Uh, sure. The next question comes from Melissa. Um and it is if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? So Ashlyn, what would you have for a superpower?
13: Invincibility. Nice. Ooh, I
1: love that one. That's perfect. Why is that? Hashtag I'm
0: invincible. Win. Exactly. She's my kid. Hello.
1: <laughs>
13: I, I hate getting hurt. It
1: hurts. You hate getting hurt? Oh, I know. That would be good. A good reason to be invincible.
0: What about you, Mason?
1: <laughs> what would super be- speed. Super speed. Whoa. Oh, yeah. What would you do with super speed?
13: Um, Rush to New York within five Whoa. seconds.
1: Why New York?
13: Mm, to fight I- fires, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and I can get there in like five
1: seconds. Do you know anyone there? Um... Mm, not that I know what. You don't is. know anyone in New York?
0: Ma- Mason, you know somebody in New York.
1: No way. In the state of New York. <laughs> I really don't. You don't? Not Nana or anyone? oh, yeah, that's right. And you visit her while you're there? What if Nana's listening to this right now? That would be crazy. Aww. And then what would you, I mean, she would probably laugh because you said no one lived there.
13: Oopsie no one see Daisy.
1: There you
0: go. <laughs> Mason, do you want to ask your last question?
1: What's
13: your favorite song? What's your favorite thing about your spouse?
1: Oh, Mandy, go ahead. <laughs> my favorite thing about my spouse, who happens to be in the other room so he's probably listening, um I would probably say it would be a toss-up between uh, his commitment to working, like hard working, yeah. and being dedicated to like what he does. Right. Um at first, that sounded like working so he can be away from you. but <laughs> No, no, no. Um, and then, of course, he's just a really good dad. <laughs> there you go. My goodness, this is
0: cliche night. I know. I would go the same that whenever you get married, it's different whenever your partner becomes a parent. Like, you just look at them different. Everything, they see things through a different light. And so that would be one of my favorite things. I'd also go hard working because we both – yeah, I think that's kind of what you do, and that's kind of our life. Yeah, event, that's so, yeah. I really appreciate We're super that. Super dependent on that at this point, with my income as zero. Right. Um, yeah, definitely need him to work pretty hard. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that part is going to be edited. Okay, and then um, Mandy and I have one final question for you guys. Uh, Mandy, you want
1: to ask? I actually think we have two questions. Okay. So. Fine. We'll back up and go to the, the second to last question for you guys. So, what do you guys love about your mom? Now, take a second. Think about it. Yeah, think about it. Get a good one. Don't think that long. Hey. Right. It yeah. shouldn't be this difficult. Jeez, TikTok. Mason, what do you love about your mom? That's me. What do you love about me?
13: Um,
0: <laughs> She's pinching him, guys. She's pinching him. <laughs> that you bought me a puppy. Well, that is a pretty good mom that I bought I him a puppy. Is anyone surprised by that yeah, at
1: all? That <laughs> <laughs> actually got a cat, and yeah. I got a puppy. Oh, so that's your favorite thing about Ashlyn's mom. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. she <laughs> bought her a cat. Thank <laughs> you, and my son.
13: favorite thing about you is oh. you got Mason a dog. The end. Oh, What's my your goodness. favorite thing about me? What do you love about me? I don't
1: <laughs> it's just because everything about her is so great, right?
13: Uh, no. you- <laughs> oh, your cutie love this. Look deep, Ashley. Look deep. What is your favorite?
0: What do you love I about see your mom? Your
13: face turning red and you start to yeah.
1: cry. Uh, <laughs> This is going south, guys. <laughs> yeah. This is going as well as I thought it and was, to be
13: honest. And I see you wearing a different sweater.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, guys. You heard it here. Is that oh, your favorite thing funny. today, is that your mom put on a clean sweater?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: It's our favorite. That's
0: oh, funny. my gosh. It's off the rails. We have our last question. My goodness. Take it away, Mandy.
1: Okay. If you two were able to take over our podcast equipment... What would you make a show about and what would you call it?
13: We would call it critter corners. Yeah. We've already planned. Oh you have? Okay.
0: We're already doing it. Oh oh. Yes. What are some of your episodes about?
13: Um cats, owls, um wrang-a-tangs, and we did Dogs. (laughs) Dogs Dogs. and we did the one about
0: tarantulas today. Part of it. Yeah. Part of it. What are you inspired by? with this podcast who inspires you um no one not Varmint. because <laughs> i
13: feel <laughs> like this is oh, yes, straight, straight up knockoff Yes, yes 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 we say everything that they do we play intro music and yeah
1: you play your own intro music or
0: theirs she plays our music at uh, the intro they <laughs> did play our promo which, oh, thank you guys we need all the hits we can get You're yes, welcome. absolutely it's Great. not
13: going on itunes for a real long time because we don't have any money Diana, also, you stole somebody else's idea.
0: What do you mean? (laughs) Paul and Donna with varmints are going to come after you.
13: (laughs) No, I played their promo. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, maybe they'll be fine
0: with it. We might play a little clip of it for you guys oh, after days. this so um stay tuned if you want a lot more giggling we've listened to it and it's literally the funniest thing i've ever heard yes and it's awesome
13: so. better than your podcast Ugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Our> podcast is <laughs> it, it, better Ugh.
1: okay these yeah. are our children
13: yeah. <laughs> i'm dabbing but you can't see me because you're in a podcast listener thingy
1: does anyone, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised by any of this. No. I don't know
13: what you're called, but okay. <laughs> These are our children. <laughs> Hello. We had like
0: talks about staying calm and everything, but this went off the rails. No, you haven't. Fast. We did earlier One today. tiny
13: talk for one second. Okay, so it turns out you have to have long talks for
1: more than one. <laughs> no, second. no, 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 no. You can
13: have it one second. Sure, for sure. Come sure, on. okay. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: all right, yeah, anybody, great. anything else you guys want to say? Final thoughts yes. before we play your show? Anything
1: you want to say at all about us or about anything? About how wonderful we are, since, especially since you bothered to skip on that. No.
13: No? <laughs> no, 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 we're good. Oh, you wait, don't have anything to say? Let's talk about the podcast that we want to do. Okay, Real when quick. we get older, like around... 13 ish. Sure. We are Maybe. going to run a broadcast and we're going to make our Facebook account, do Twitter, and we're going to put it on iTunes. When you're Whoa. 13. Yep. And okay. we're going to call it Tangents because we randomly do that. Oh, yep. you go off on we Tangents? <laughs> tangents? <Yes. laughs> we yeah. just go on online, the App Store, look at random things.
1: Wow. Wow. Um, okay. Well, that's just
13: can, taking a turn. You can No, no, no. That's... You're just going to call it Tangents? Yeah. 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 That's what we should change the
1: name of our show to.
13: I know. Ours (laughs) would be
1: more accurately described. Our idea
13: first. Our idea first. Can't take it. Maybe we still have Arma's idea, but nope, nope, nope. So is there anything
1: you guys want to say to the people who listen to our show, Moms and Murder? Can you believe that we have so many people who actually listen to us? Or anybody, really, is what she means. Do you have anything to say? Let me scare
13: you all off. Okay. (laughs) Cut. (laughs) Not getting
0: edited? (laughs) (laughs) Woot! All right. You guys want to say bye? You want to sign off? Bye. Bye. Have a good night and get ready for these little crazy children's uh, show at the end.
13: You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. (laughs) Hi, welcome. Today we're doing our episode about... Go ahead, Mason. We are doing it about... Dogs are very exciting creatures. They're actually a member of the wolf family. Did you know that, Mason? Yes, I knew that dogs are always a member of the wolf family. Even wolves are a member of the dog family.
11: I know. Isn't that crazy?
13: Yeah, because dogs are a member of the wolf family and wolves are a member of the dog family. Doesn't it make sense yeah, at all? But like cats are a member.